0: Well, ho, 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 and hello, 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 Drang and Langley listeners, Yeah, it's me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben.
1: And me, ho, ho, Hollywood Steve. Ho, ho,
0: Hollywood Steve, Mm -hmm. he's known as. Mm -hmm. Are you coming down the chimney? I... If you need me to, is that where you want my cum? <laughs> is that is that what you're into? Is that a thing? I'll come down your chimney. I mean, okay. <laughs> it all just sizzles when it hits the log, <laughs> and
1: then someone's sitting there, like, yeah,
0: ooh, ah, yeah, they say that's hot, coming like Christmas. <laughs>
1: coming like christmas
0: <laughs> we're here for the newest installment of dead and lovely the podcast and uh, we're gonna be talking <laughs> the about <podcast. laughs> the only one Hello? we're gonna be talking about better watch out today mm-hmm. that is after we have ourselves a good old chin wag and mm-hmm. consume some cold beers and all kinds of good stuff like that if you want to get straight onto the movie review uh there is a timestamp for you meh meh Meh. Alert, I just really alert. want
1: to alert the people that never hear this, I nor look in the episode description. I want <laughs> meh, meh, look, there listen, is. you don't have to listen to this bit if no. you don't want to. No, You just move right past it. Exactly. If
0: you're an adult human with a brain that works, We're trying to help you keep from leaving that review that says, I've been listening for 40 minutes, they've not gotten to the movie. Yeah, we won't. We told you. That's how that works. We told you. Okay? <laughs> You've been warned. <laughs>
1: You've been warned. You know, one day we're <laughs> just gonna talk about the movie up front and then bullshit for an hour afterwards, and then we're gonna start getting reviews. They're just
0: bullshitting for an hour afterwards. <laughs> what do Honestly, you want? That is exactly what how do you, you want? Go, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to miss the good stuff, go ahead and skip on yep. down there. But we're gonna catch up and shoot the shit. And I'll tell you what, I'm I'm thirsting me already. Me too. I just want to go ahead and crack open a coke. Yeah, is too. that okay with you? I mentioned this on the show uh, last, last week. week. Think, yeah, yeah. Uh, This is a Lagunitas Contents Under Fresher, a limited release that Kate picked up over at Merchants of Beer. Dude. This is the last two that I have left because I've done drunk to the other two, and yeah. they are gooder in hell. I'll I believe that. it,
1: man. I, I love a Lagunita. I cannot think of a single Lagunitas brew that I've
0: ever disliked. No, honestly. I mean, there's yeah. some that like... I just like more than others. But yeah, the check pills is probably the weakest, but it's still really good. still
1: really good. Yeah, if you're looking for a Pilsner, there you go, buddy. There you go,
0: man. This guy seriously is one of my favorites. I wish it was like a regular release. It is, let's oh, see here. So Fresh Hop IPA with Mosaic Citra, Simcoe, and Sabro, and it's a 7.7 7 percenter. Yeah. I think you're gonna fucking love It smells it. so good, dude. Oh dude. It's it's seriously lovely. It's got all that good bitter hoppiness. It's oh, not man. I know, right? It's that like is like an so ultra
1: mm-hmm. What? That's listen, I mean That's what I want. When we when you talk about a main beer company Balance. Yeah. Every single brew is balanced. That's not true of needs. It's not always balanced. Sometimes they're going for an extreme. Oh, yeah. This is a very, very balanced IPA. Extremely, dude. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the sweetness is barely there. The bitterness is mm. there. still definitely tastes like a beer rig. Very refreshing, too. I know, right? Oh, my gosh. And not boozy at all. No,
1: that doesn't taste like 7%, for
0: no. sure. But it's also not covered up by, like, sweetness either. It's no, just It tastes like good, hops. It yeah. It tastes so good. That, to me, is just, like, what I want out of something that is labeled an IPA. Yeah, I, I don't, agree. I don't necessarily need anything more than that.
1: No, nothing too s- bubblegummy sweet. Yeah. That's... That- yeah, we gotta get past all those. I think so. Yeah. Loganitas
0: like. fucks around, man. They really, they really, do. really do. That's this my is
1: a, This is just a mosaic, Citrus, Simcoe and Taber. Yeah. Thing. Just quadruple hopper. hopper. Just a bunch of hot. It's
0: my favorite mainstream brewer by oh. a country yeah, mile. For sure. I'll tell you that. Way to go, Lagunitas. Mm-hmm. Dude, how's your uh, your Krimba season going? Your holiday season here. We're like Dude, halfway through the month already, which is fucking crazy. Yeah,
1: I okay, so I've had um I, I didn't realize it until I got back in the gym yesterday. I've only worked out, say, I think four times in the past three and a half weeks. Oh, yeah. Wow. Because I, I had the vasectomy. Uh-huh. Then I got my COVID booster, which uh, kept me out for two days. And then I got a tattoo just... Uh, last week, oh yeah, on Thursday. There's a you, lot of things that'll put you out of commission. Yeah, huh? yeah you got you got to give it a few days to heal before you go back in there. Otherwise, you got an open wound in a public gym. Like you probably shouldn't do just that. Just a bad I call. Think, Yeah, yeah. So, um I I was just I didn't realize it, but I was just uh overly are under stimulated, mm. and my brain was reacting to it by just being numb. Like oh, I just yeah, wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention to much of the stuff going on.
0: I'm telling you, when you're used to like expending all that extra energy and stuff, and then suddenly you just stop, your body is like, "Why did you do that?" Yeah, why did you do that? I went through the same thing (laughs) because since like honestly, halfway through October, I don't think I've gotten a full week of workout in at all. Yeah, you've been busy as hell. Yeah, lunatic crazy. Hopefully, uh, I can get a a good strong you know couple weeks in while I'm taking a little break and stuff right now. But yeah, I I hit the same thing Mm -hmm. where I was like not sleeping good. I was just not feeling as good and I was like, Oh yeah, I've got all this extra energy and nowhere to put it. Yep. Sucks, man. It
1: really does. And yeah, getting back I've uh I did a I did a full body thing like before I went for my surgery, like I did a couple of full body workouts, just being like, I wanna get everything exhausted because I know I'm gonna be out at least a week. Yeah. And then I was out for like two whole weeks. Uh, and then when I got back in, I, I did the full body thing again. Just like I want to get everything nice and exhausted. But now I'm back to pull push legs. Yeah, dude. That's and the way the right it's the best, there. dude. It's exhausting me w- in a great way. I'll tell you, man. I you just feel it. I noticed
0: as soon as you walked in, dude, the webbing between your toes is jacked. <laughs> You're really going full body. Like it's everything true. is shredded, I was man.
1: working the way. We- yeah. I just really wanted to work the toes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, I, you don't know, you... You do a calf raise. You put a bun- whole bunch of weight on you. You do you do a calf raise. Uh huh. I was just doing toe raise. Dude, that's just incredible. straight up on the toe.
0: Yeah. Damn, yeah. it's paying off. Ballerinas were like, "Holy shit!" I wish that you could see how shredded my um, uh, what's it, my epiglottis is right now. <laughs> working the whole epiglottis. Oh, huh? <laughs> dude, I've been like speed bagging that thing. <laughs> It's just been getting the work out of <laughs> this fucking exactly life. What man. I
1: envisioned when you said that, <laughs> I just about <imagine> you hitting <laughs> your own <laughs> epiglottis.
0: Yeah, man, it's part of my workout routine, and that thing is it's hard as a rock. I'll tell you that. I bet. I bet. Yeah. But
1: yeah, man, fucking just stoked to be back in the gym. And, and good thing. Getting rid of a lot of it. it. It's it's
0: crazy how much you miss it. Oh when, yeah. Yeah. When you've gotten used to it, yeah. and then you discontinue it, it yeah. it's terrible. Like I don't know how I went decades of my life like Without not doing, moving yeah. my body on a regular yeah. basis it's probably done untold amounts of harm to me that i'm gonna find out about later yeah but hopefully i can catch well, up. that'll be a fun surprise right yeah it'll be fun <laughs> definitely be fun man but yeah hopefully uh hopefully i can catch up and make up for uh for lost time there and that beer's so good i know right yeah. every sip i have i'm just yeah, like it's god just damn I love videos, man you been watching anything yeah man
1: um so, Always Sunny season fifteen started last week, I think. Or yeah, a week, two weeks ago. They have four episodes up, and man, still the just best. Keep, they just keep fucking nailing it. They're so good.
0: I always wait for that show to like slow down or finally no, hit that season gonna. where we're just like, you know, it's just not funny anymore. <laughs> it's
1: just not going to happen. I don't no. think. Yeah, I think. I think. Uh, FX gives them enough leeway to do the thing they do really well. They definitely trust them. They trust them, yeah. yeah. And and the thing they do really well is just
0: be horrendous. Be, be- <laughs> the horrendous worst people. people. Yeah. The <laughs> worst people. It really is like, I mean, you know, Seinfeld was just a great example of a show just mm-hmm. full of just like pretty dumb, shitty people. Yeah. Sunny is way worse, uh, way dumber, way shittier. It's
1: so good. One of the new episodes, it's set in 1998. So, like, <laughs>
0: oh my god! Like,
1: right after they had graduated high school or whatever, and uh, Mac and uh, Charlie are working in a, a skate rink, and of course Mac is dealing drugs. Yeah. And uh, Dennis and D show up, and <laughs> they start talking about Seinfeld. And D says, "I don't like that show. They're so mean to each other.
0: <laughs> Just such a
1: funny like <laughs> setup for wow. what you already know about D. Yeah, that's amazing, yeah. man.
0: Yeah, they're the fucking best.
1: Yeah, it's awesome." i uh, also been watching uh, Young Justice Season 4. I don't know if I've mentioned this. I probably have. Young Justice is great. Season 4 has been fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I It is building to some awesome shit, and I really just love that show. I cannot express more that I think it's the best DC animated show. Chip. Beating out Batman the Animated Series, beating out the, you know, uh justice league and justice unlimited you like, think it's
0: better than batman anime i
1: think so i think Holy it is shit that's it a is, high bar dude. it is a very high bar and it also like i'm sure bat like a batman fanboy would be like no fucking way i don't even know most of those characters mm-hmm. and it's like yeah that's the cool thing you don't know most of the characters you're just like who the fuck is orphan and then you're like i fucking love orphans Sick, <laughs> like after okay. two episodes you're just like this is the best character ever how dead uh, are his parents though Orphan, uh it's a she and uh uh her mother is alive. It's Lady Shiva. She's uh, no
0: fucking orphan at all. No fake
1: she, orphan. She was raised by Rachel Ghoul's ninja people and She was in technically Birds of Prey.
0: She got a mama and she got ninja family. <laughs> so she's
1: not an orphan. She ain't no kind of orphan. Yeah, but she the, the character the little girl in Birds of Prey is supposed to be orphan, but orphan has her uh her Vocal oh, cords Okay, yeah. So, it's not Orphan at all. She also has, like, tons of scars. Her mom is terrible. And, obviously, Rachel Gould. We all understand that the bad guys <laughs> in D.C. are bad.
0: <laughs> you know, I guess, really, like, last year, we both did the Marvel thing. We were big yep. Marvel dudes last year and watched all the movies. Mm-hmm. This year, you've really been on yep. that D.C. train. Man. I have,
1: because I really love D.C. I think D.C. has the better, like uh story lines and deeper characters usually they just don't seem to be able to convey that in the films yeah I know. but right? in animation they fucking they nail were. it
0: yeah have you rebuilt any of your marvel momentum i've lost mine i just like, um, I, i've I watched, seen stuff where... i
1: watched shang chi and okay. i it enjoyed it yeah
0: i've heard that it's actually pretty good it is yeah i
1: okay. watched shang chi and i enjoyed it i haven't gotten to the eternals the thing is uh spider-man has me excited like, okay, fair. Me too. That, that no would be the thing that I don't me. know exactly where they're going to go with it, but the thing I would absolutely love is if at the end or mid-credits at some point we see Miles Morales. Animated Miles Morales. Yeah, dude. Connected it in, in some way. Fuck yeah. I would love that. But yeah, I'm yeah. excited. I, I want to see The Eternals. I really wish Disney did the thing they did with a couple movies where they just released it instantly to disney plus because i'm just not going to go to the theater we're yeah we have as many covid cases now as we had last year nothing has
0: changed i'm yeah. just not going to go to the theater i get that man yeah it's like it's not really worth the risk to go watch a movie it's not but i even saw where like on but disney, i would they... pay the money to watch it at home yeah totally right like i saw on disney they've got like more of the hawkeye series on there and i'm like wait there's a hawkeye (laughs) series. yes and i hear it's good i haven't started it yet i didn't even know it existed
1: okay i i am excited for the hawkeye series because Haley steinfeld is playing his daughter and stuff and i think she's great and i I, i've heard good things okay but i haven't sat down and started watching it yeah so i guess you're right i have lost some of that momentum it's it's not like everything that comes out i want to see
0: yeah well i mean maybe maybe after the holidays maybe i'll pick that back up because you know after the holidays, after you watch all your Christmas movies and all that jazz, it's like January rolls around. And you're like, well, it's cold now. Um, That's true. January start some new shows. <laughs> January's is a good
1: time to just start something new, or, or you know, do something you've never thought you wanted to do, or whatever. It is a good time to just be like, whoa, try something out.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. try
1: that coming down a chimney thing. <laughs> Maybe finally come down a chimney. Maybe I try it out sometime. Uh, I think I'm also excited for Doctor Strange. Both of those Spider-Man and and Dr. Strange have me excited. I didn't know much about Shang-Chi watching it, enjoyed it very much. I do know the Eternals and really do want to see that. It is the worst reviewed Marvel movie so far. I've heard
0: that it's not great.
1: I've I've heard good things and I've seen bad reviews. Okay. (laughs) So people who I know who have seen it have said they liked it. And then the reviews I've seen have been, eh
0: okay a little less excited about it well maybe i'll get around to it when we hit the new year it's fucking hard to believe that, like 2022 is not that far away
1: yeah 2021 is a what was it it was a bust year it feels like i know it was right? just like uh it was a caboose on the end of 2020 there That's was some excitement was. like we'll be post pandemic and then it's like there's a vaccine. 60% we can, vaccinated we can all be, by the yeah, end of 2021. There's a
0: free vaccine. We can all be protected. Oh, no. God, nobody wants it. Fuck.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was a little bit of a letdown, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. But whatever, man. I mean. We take care of ourselves, man. We did. We took care of ourselves. And I, I think that uh, most most people that are in our circle of influence have gotten the vaccine and and that's all great yeah i hate that people are dying me too but at a certain point it's there it's there and it's free it's there and it's free please take it
0: yeah take the thing take the thing yeah do the thing take the thing also get a flu shot
1: yeah yeah why not i got mine when i got my my booster because you just can you imagine like right now as i said last week you know the uh university of tennessee medical center their COVID floor is full of positive cases. Chock full of COVID. So you, you get the flu. Flu kills people. <laughs> like you, yeah, that can you land You might in the hospital. need
0: to go to the hospital.
1: Maybe they don't have room for you, buddy.
0: Yeah. Or your room is in a bed next to a guy who's hacking his lungs out or on a ventilator with yeah, a but fucking COVID. Yeah, because they couldn't put him on the COVID floor. Maybe that it's happens. full of people. That's your roommate now, dude. Sure.
1: I don't think they do that, though. <laughs> I think they still keep them separated on I'm whatever. I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah. They put you <laughs> face
0: to face. you they, they sharing the a bed with them, actually. No, nah, I'm pretty sure they offspring it. What's that? Keep them separated? uh, 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 uh. <laughs>
1: gotta keep them separated
0: <laughs> i hate the offspring i know like of all the fucking like 90s ass yeah, shit that i love that seems like something you would love I know, dude because they're like, like kind of love... positive and yeah. poppy upbeat yeah. and kind of like that 90s pop yeah. thing like everything on paper i should really enjoy this band their guitar player's named noodles <laughs> he's noodles it is and it, doesn't
1: noodles have a degree in wait no that's Dexter Holland. He has, like, a, a PhD in microbiology. Yeah, he's a mm-hmm. smart boy, apparently. Yeah, he is.
0: Well, I would hate that band.
1: I didn't like anything after the smash. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, like, the what was the Pretty Fly for a White Guy? Sure. I, I never listened to that CD. That song annoyed the shit out of it's me. It was annoying, really, man. really bad, yeah.
0: Well, but even on all that... <laughs> like, that was the chorus of a song. Yeah it's all out of tune as shit, man. It's awesome. That was like the sucks. punk element. Sucks. Yeah. Like, he's swinging for stuff that he clearly cannot hit at all. And just upsets me. Not a I fan. You. So, I've just fucking burned my career with that band. I've never nah. got a call from them again. Nah, I
1: bet they get it. Yeah, yeah. They're like, we don't like it either. <laughs> it's supposed to be that way. <laughs> yeah, it's fine.
0: Yeah, I get it. That
1: was the punk rock element. We hated what we were doing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you watched a movie this week that I watched mm-hmm. um, a pretty long time ago. Sometime yeah. I think earlier this year. Yeah, I've that been putting I putting it, it off. Loved, and I thought that you would really dig yep. it, man. Would you watch? I, I'm thinking of ending things. Okay, this is a talk we need to have outside of the podcast. This sounds oh. serious. Oh,
1: well, I watched a movie by Charlie Kaufman, also called that.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's a common side effect of watching Charlie Kaufman movies. Just thinking of anything? <laughs> yeah, you're like, you know, what would it mean anyway? You know what? I will say, and this
1: is not faci- this is not our normal calling a movie normal and obviously meaning it's not normal. It is Charlie Kaufman's most normal movie.
0: I mean that's that's a weird shaped bar. It really is the <laughs> weirdest shaped bar because it's not normal no, at all. No. especially towards the end of the movie it takes a turn yeah. where you're just like, "Oh, where the fuck are we now? What is I this? think
1: we could cover it on the show. I think it counts as horror. I think In a so. sense. In it a it sense. has
0: like weird David Lynchy moments yep. at times and it yep. does get fucking weird like what is reality at times. Yeah. It, the thing is
1: though, you watch it and you're like Right, though, being John Malkovich is about a portal into being John Malkovich. Like, you can become John Malkovich. And the main character is a a marionette guy who works on a floor that's half the size of a normal floor and... Yeah, his wife is Cameron Diaz, and they have a monkey who has a flashback of being kidnapped in a the jungle. <laughs> These are all just things that happen in the first twenty minutes yeah. of being John Malkovich. Then you so have, like,
0: like, adaptation is adaptation fucking is bonkers, back man. and I
1: love those movies I love so it much. So much, and yeah, I'm thinking of anything it's fit right into that mold for me. Of I love this. I will watch it a ton of times. It's weird as hell. Not even as weird as he normally gets, but weird as hell.
0: Oh, very fucking weird.
1: And yeah, the actress—fuck—I forget her name, but she's in Fargo. She's in Fargo season four, and she's she's just amazing at everything she does. And then fucking uh, uh, Jesse Plemons. Mm -hmm. Oh god, he's always good.
0: Totally great. Really good.
1: Mm. I like the movie a lot. And Tony Collette. Like how the fuck? Oh yeah,
0: Collette's in there. David Thulis
1: and Tony Collette are so great. Oh man, they are. They're like they. I mean, not to ruin anything about the movie but their range is insane cuz they're playing different ages of themselves several different right? different scenes like
0: so good extremely yeah. fucking cool and i think it's like less of a drag than some of Kaufman's other movies sure
1: yeah I mean it's not Synecdoche New York or, oh my god yeah. yeah yeah
0: like it doesn't like make you feel as like weighed down and bummed out afterwards as some it, of those other flicks do.
1: it does remind me of Eternal Sunshine in I think sense. it's dealing with similar issues as Eternal Sunshine in some moments yeah yeah
0: really cool movie I'm glad yeah. that you liked it I figured that you <laughs> yeah, would. I liked it a whole bunch um and
1: also on Friday night we watched a little Christmas horror movie that I had not heard of. On that old screaming chat? On the screaming chat. Called Blood Beat. And now I know Blood Beast. I don't know Blood Beat. Nope. This is Blood Beat and... Um, like the root vegetable. Yeah. The director has said that the the uh, writing and directing of the film was very much heavily influenced by drugs. <laughs> blood Beat was a reference to your heartbeat while you're on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> the movie is drugs the really? main the main uh, like villain is a samurai like fuck a, yeah i'm like, like a, way into this psionic samurai thing yeah watch it it's on shutter i guarantee joe bob's probably gonna do it this weekend on his his uh christmas special i didn't realize it was on shutter otherwise we wouldn't have done it because i the second i found out it was on shutter it's like fuck joe bob's definitely gonna do this because sure. it's weird as shit when did it come out 1987, I think. It's so pretty old. Yeah, it's pretty old. yeah Dude. And it, it sounds it, awesome. Well, the thing is the truth is the first hour is boring and okay. not really good. Yeah.
0: But then once the samurai shows up, <laughs> it's <laughs> like, what the fuck? I mean, who's ever said about a movie it really went downhill after the samurai That's showed up? That is a good up. point.
1: That is a good point.
0: Like all the movies that could be improved if a samurai showed up. Yeah. Yeah, just think about them. Gone yeah. with the wind. I was gonna say, and a samurai. Come on, I was say. <laughs> She's just like, I'll never go, I hungry, shall never again. go hungry again. <laughs> samurai, <laughs> Sapukud. <laughs> what? It's gonna make a movie better.
1: <laughs> uh, and then Sunday we watched Troll. Now Troll. I know we watched Troll two recently. The only reason we watched Troll two is because it's a classic. Yeah. But watching Troll was to give everybody who hadn't seen troll but had seen troll 2 the full-on indignation i think anybody involved with troll probably had when troll 2 came out For because real? troll is a good movie i'm oh. saying it i'm putting it out there it's good it is fantastical horror that scared the shit out of me as a kid and i've watched it now twice this year damn and both times I've been like, fuck, I like this movie. Michael no, Moriarty's shit.
0: awesome. I mean, Moriarty, fucks, He's dude. The best, that guy's dude. awesome.
1: Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is in it being what? hot. Uh, then there's so many elements that you can tell J.K. Rowling stole, including the fact that the main character's name is Harry Potter.
0: I remember you talking about yeah. that. There's a lot of just very on-the-nose, like, oh, that's just Oh, yeah, there's a entirely. witch lady who
1: is definitely McGonagall. 100 okay. percent. all right, right. It, all right. It, it, she she stole from this movie and she will never admit it mm-hmm. just like she uh, you know was out here saying uh if you've got a penis that makes you a feller doesn't matter what <laughs> happens goddamn turf yeah uh anyway yeah the but troll dude it was on hbo max now it's on hulu I think if if you've got Hulu, you've gotta sit down and watch it. Okay. You can tell me it's bad. That's fine. But I think it has to be engaged with. People need to see this movie. It's an eighties horror that people just don't talk about, much. No, from everything that you're telling me,
0: it sounds right up my fucking alley. Yeah, I think you're gonna like that it. and Blood I beat both. I think Blood I got be- some work I need to do. Bloodbeat
1: is the last 30 minutes you'll probably love yeah troll the whole thing is just like
0: what the this is awesome (laughs) yeah (laughs) sick man what have you been watching dude we've been getting in that Krumba spirit yeah lately we've been watching a lot of our traditional holiday flicks a lot of the usual suspects uh so we watch suspects cool we watch the usual suspects at christmas every year (laughs) Uh, but we also watch a few new things man they're on the uh on the i think it was on the netflix right They got that new Home Sweet Home Alone. Wait, no, it's Disney. It's on Disney, actually. Disney Plus, yeah. Dude, it's not that bad. It's kind of like a... Not that bad. You know, it's kind of a sequel slash remake reimagining of Home Alone in a lot of ways. Uh, But it kind of puts things in a modern spin that makes Mm. you go, oh, like, it's about millennials needing to go and, like, rob a house because they can't pay their fucking bills because the jobs that they went to college for are now worthless. Yeah. Like, that's what it's about.
1: I hear that um the, the 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 kid who's alone is not the hero of the movie at all. He's just a dick. He just sucks.
0: Kinda, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Okay.
1: That actually is more accurate to what Home Alone should have been. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. <I> <laughs> listen to our Home kid. Alone episode if you yeah. have <laughs> <any>. <laughs> This rich kid asshole just destroying these guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also Ashling Aisle- B is in it. Uh, She plays his mom, I think. Okay. And does his mom get to do anything funny? Not a lot, honestly. That's a real shame. I mean, you had uh, Catherine O'Hara, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Is it Catherine O'Hara? Did I say the wrong name? That's right. Okay. (laughs) My brain was like, (laughs) that's wrong. Probably because you said uh, Gone with the Wind, and I was like, Scarlett O'Hara. Right. Uh, Yeah. Got it. You had Catherine O'Hara. She gets to be funny. Yeah. Amazing. She rules. And I, they got Ashley B, who was a very funny person, and I heard that the mom wasn't very funny in it, and I was like, that's oh. a fucking shame. Why would you get a funny person to play a role that was formerly funny? Yeah, really. And then not have them do anything. Interesting. But, I mean, you know, you had Ellie Kemper and, uh, what's his name?
0: That big guy. Yeah.
1: That old big guy. Rob something. Delaney.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the time. one. Yep. Dude, it's surprisingly Okay like honestly it's it's probably better than three i would imagine yeah i was gonna say like it is <laughs> certainly the best non McCully culkin home alone yeah it's i don't know i don't know if i'm gonna say it's better than two i'm not i'm not sure if i'm gonna say that it, de- it has less
1: trump in it i bet
0: it definitely has less fucking Trump. but also in it. less
1: tim curry but also less
0: tim curry yeah. that's kind of a problem for it you know yeah Give it a watch. I will. Honestly, like, Mm -hmm. it it gets into, you know, like, wackadoo, funny, slapsticky kind of stuff later on. Okay. As it should. Yeah, of course. But surprisingly enjoyable. Okay. Didn't hate it, man. I I really figured that I'd be like, man, they're just fucking our childhoods up again. I hate (laughs) this, but. It wasn't that bad. I, I don't know how it would affect your childhood, though. It's oh, dude, it like goes basically... all the way back in time, and it punches my childhood.
1: <laughs> it steals the fact that Home Alone still exists. Yeah. In, yeah. in my
0: memories, it's like the photos in Back to the Future where they're, like, fading. Yeah. And, like, all my special memories about the original Home Alone, they're just, like, fading. I feel like, and and I know we're well past this, because this
1: is probably, like, four years ago where, yeah, when Ghost the Ghostbusters uh, Answer the Call came out. Everybody was talking about their childhood being ruined. I feel like if your childhood can be ruined by anything, uh, you have a false idea of what your childhood was. (laughs) Like, the second it falls apart because you saw a movie, it's like... Oh, so you were lying to yourself this whole fucking time? Why?
0: How fragile.
1: That's real fragile. fragile? I watched a Ghostbusters movie and now I don't know who I am anymore. (laughs) What? Holy shit. Also, that's a powerful fucking movie. They put in this movie.
0: Kate McKenna <laughs> deserves an award if yeah. that happens. Yeah, so it, 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 her fucking acting powers <laughs> extended back into the childhoods of millions of fucking Just ripped out your dudes. joy from
1: the original Ghostbusters. Okay, whatever. Give her a fucking award. It's incredible.
0: <laughs> uh but yeah, worth watching, honestly. Yeah, okay. not that bad. I'll we watched up. a new uh romantic comedy on the Netflix called Love Hard.
1: It was you just one that of those
0: on Pornhub, <laughs> right? Kind <laughs> of <laughs> That's like it could have been on there. And uh, you know, it was just kind of a hallmarky romantic Sounds comedy like yeah. sort of thing yeah. about about a a, a chick who is like looking on dating profiles and mm. kind of gets catfished, but then makes the best of it. Yada yada yada. You know, it was just predictable, just fucking easy watch kind of stuff. It was one of those nights that I think that we were both kind of like working on our phones and right. stuff, and it's like let's put on something semi mindless. It did the job. All right. It also features like a non rapey version of Baby It's Cold Outside in it. That's kind of fun. Oh, okay. Baby It's Cold Outside.
1: Here's a jacket. Let me go. I'll go start your car for you. Honestly, th- that's kind of how it
0: works. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. It does actually kind of pan out that way. You know way. what? I'll call you an Uber. How about that? Yeah. That,
1: that way, car shows up warm. Uh, you can come back tomorrow, get your car. You don't even have to talk to me.
0: That's it fine. was worth a watch, and the the dad or like the grandfather of the family is fucking Master Shredder from Ninja Turtles. Holy shit! Yeah.
1: Okay. So that's cool. Well, that's cool. worth it at least. Yeah. Super Shredder's in there, man. Well,
0: it's not Super Shredder.
1: Yeah, it's not Kevin Nash.
0: It's not Kevin Nash.
1: <laughs> it's pre-Super. That would be awesome though. Kevin right? Nash should play somebody's dad. Why not? That dude's too handsome though. He can't he be. Is. He can't be tied down in totally. a movie having totally. kids. Totally.
0: Uh, so, yeah, that was just a dumb, easy watch. Also, have been doing my usual Christmas tradition of Good watching stuff. the trilogy okay. in anticipation for our upcoming Return of the King episode. Yeah. I've been watching through them, Lord of Them Rings. Me too, yeah. And uh, so we watched Fellowship the other day. Still a fucking ten. Ten out of fucking ten, man. No problems with it, man. I loved,
1: like, I, I you know, I've, I've watched through them too, and I cannot... Uh, emphasize more when the Balrog fight is about to happen and they're like running up the stairs. Oh yeah. And then it like does it like sort of kind of turn turn and you can see the bridge and Gandalf and the Balrog. I don't I don't know how they did that. No. It looks too fucking good. Yep. Like we just did Frightener. We just saw what that same company did with special effects. It's astounding. It is insane that four years later or they five got years to later they got lovely. that yeah
0: it's insane and then by the time they get to return of the king it's just goddamn insane oh, man. so good i yep. can't wait i yep. can't wait man so yeah just been watching those again and just re-falling in love with them uh started the two towers again the other day yep. as well mm-hmm. god damn it yep i'm gonna save it for fucking the return of the king yeah we, we i'll gush a, then an extremely long episode of return oh, of the King. oh my god up. man um, and a bunch of usual Christmas classics. We watched uh, Four Christmases, we watched Die Hard, and we watched uh, Love Actually, which I, is still a ridiculous fucking movie.
1: Absolutely. Um, I thought of this the other day, and I know it's probably too late, and we're never going to get another good Die Hard sequel, but just hear me out, IHOP. Okay. Here's your promotion. Die Hop. Die hop, right? Die hop, and then you have die hard themed pancakes. I don't know. You put some glass in a pancake, or ooh, this is nice. You have
0: like, you know what I want? Yippee, uh hash browns. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have a pancake that's in the shape of a foot that has a bunch of like raspberry or strawberry. Yeah, just
1: yeah. So it's blood, like gotcha. glaze on it. Right? All right, perfect.
0: This is just fun. Holler at. Us, I
1: hop. We're gonna die hop you. Die hop. Remember, they became. I'm here uh, for it. They became like something else. I hob for a bit Yeah, because of their the, burgers. The burgers. Yeah, I think die hop. That didn't work. But die hop will get work. them in. I like it. <laughs> People will be like, "Oh, die hop." Obviously, a reference to Die Hard. Uh huh. I'll have the I'll have the Bonds Burger, please. <laughs> Can I- can I get a side of cougar ends? What? <laughs> Why did they say that in a movie that we all love and expect
0: us all to go like, right. Right. Cougar totally ends, right. right. Or I guess you could also have a Hans burger instead of a hamburger. Oh, Gruber.
1: absolutely. A Hans burger. And when they bring it up, they're like,
0: Mr. McCloud. Hans Gru That's Gruber. it. Hans Gru burger. That's what's the fucking feature item. They make a sauce item. they call Gru. It's a Gru burger. Yeah,
1: okay. yeah. Oh, I'm sure they've done like a uh, uh, what was that the thing with Gru in it? The uh, Steve Carell fuck the cartoon with Gru in it. Was Despicable Gru? Me. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah they yeah. probably did a Despicable Me yeah, thing, so they true. probably already have a Gru sauce they could throw on there. Uh, I think
0: for my starter here, I'll have the Nakatomi platter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for my main, I'll the have the Hans Gru burger platter come on <laughs> Yes, this sells itself you're your first on fucking absolutely
1: lovely. i listen i'm 15 is all we ask that's it what i mean how's that a problem 15 percent of all sales for my hop for the period that you call yourself die hop
0: yeah how's that a like couple hundred thousand probably slip in them dms why don't you <laughs> why don't you so yeah just kind of getting in that christmas spirit having yeah, that's awesome. a good old time simply having a wonderful christmas time you goddamn right Dude, I I found some fucking Christmas anomalies today. I had to uh, take a kind of long car drive earlier. And just on Spotify, typed in like 80s Christmas just to see what would come up, right? So I did not know this. There is a version of Frosty the Snowman by the Cocteau Twins. What? So it's like weird. I bet. (laughs) I don't know who demanded that, (laughs) but it's fucking Awesome. Because okay. it's like really weird, like big, big ass synthesizers uh-huh. and like big synth bass and stuff, and then those like bizarre ass fucking vocals. Yeah. It's weird. Cocktail Twins are awesome, man.
1: Have you ever seen Frost or Jack Frost? The the Michael Keaton. No, game? I'm
0: not. You haven't. I need to though, don't I?
1: You really do, because <laughs> they. It, okay, <laughs> Jack Frost has a band called the Jack Frost Band. Oh. And everybody's talking about them like they're going to be the next big thing, and then it shows their concert, and they do a version of Frosty the Snowman that you would hear literally any band at any bar do. That's just the sort of slowed down, bluesy version. Frosty <laughs> the Snowman was a fairytale assie. <laughs> like, it's Those just so stupid. And then, like, Dweezil Zappa, Zappa is in the audience, no, he's and not. he's like, you got to hear this. They're going to be the next big thing. Actual Dweezels in there? I believe it's, yeah, Dweezil Zappa. Holy just, shit. Yeah, uh-huh. Also, Paul F. Tompkins. And there's, like, a bunch of people in it, and then you're just like, why? Why, though? It's so bad. <laughs> the Jack Frost horror movie is better. Oh, shit. Than the mainstream Michael Keaton starring
0: Jack Frost. Well, I need to see that now. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> also find a, uh, found an Air Supply Christmas album. Oh, boy. A whole album. <laughs> a whole fucking album? And personally, I can't believe that people still have the fucking audacity to release Christmas albums, knowing goddamn well that that record exists.
1: Is <laughs> the Air it's Supply. Done.
0: That's the one. It's done. Okay. Wow. It's
1: the final word in Christmas music. Do you think, like... If you start to write a Christmas song, do you think Mariah Carey's people show up at any point to just check on the progress? Mm, look just your see, shoulder. like, uh, is this gonna is this gonna beat out Mariah? Is this the one?
0: Yeah. They'll have to fucking kill you yeah
1: exactly they they will bitch is the queen of christmas they
0: they love a
1: song that'll never beat it out because yeah. that makes it look better sure they look over your shoulder and they're like oh jesus okay keep it
0: up yeah you're good keep going you're fine going. yeah making us look better thank you <laughs> i'll tell you i know that everybody has like their christmas songs that they fucking despise yeah like for example it, it it's a, a recent learn for me that so many people fucking hate the paul mccartney simply having a wonderful yeah, it's Christmas bad. Song. It's a bad people song. fucking hate it and i'm like why it's fun <laughs> it's sir song. paul listen to synthesizers
1: dude like that's that's bad it's song. great that's bad song no,
0: <laughs> i'm here for it but i maintain the fucking yeah. worst like fucking four seconds of any christmas song ever that's not christmas shoes that right. doesn't count because that's literally right. the worst but for everything else that moment in um what is it the fucking is it is it live aid the oh god do they know it's christmas do they know it's that song entirely sucks. is it live aid yeah that moment in there where bono goes <laughs> but do
2: not think
0: on its damn Get of here! Like, that's the worst moment in Christmas music history. It really is of all of them. He sounds like, like he's like pushing a shit out. It's while not he sings just the, the way song. he
1: sounds. The message is: thank God other people are them. homeless and not you. Yeah, which is the entire message of thank capitalism. That's why you keep homeless people around <laughs> is to maintain capitalism. So everybody looks and goes. I don't want to be that.
0: (laughs) Well, good thing it's not
1: me. Yeah. So Live Aid was basically like capitalism's still great. Would be nice if people weren't homeless, but they are. So it's not you, though, (laughs) right? Christmas, (laughs) Christmas, boop boop.
0: (laughs) So bad. Yeah. My most hated Christmas moment. I really want to just fucking down punch the shit. Yeah, it's
1: the worst. Out of Bono. Yeah.
0: And I'll tell you what, though, that's not the only fucking thing I want to down punch. Tell me about. Tell me about. (laughs) Because I'll tell you, <laughs> we both watched ourselves some movies this week. We did. What has some kids mm-hmm. that are in fucking need uh-huh. of a hard punch. They've got real backfifing fifing They do, man. Mm-hmm. That punchable face, mm-hmm. as the Germans might say. Yep. Better watch out. Yeah. Better Watka Oyet. As I say you in my to, native tongue, you had to really struggle to make that one sound <laughs> okay, weird. I was kind of work, working hard with that <laughs> one. Uh, it features a kid. What is yeah. just, I mean, goddamn punchable. You watch oh, that man. troll, what's got a fucking punch? Yeah, that kid little in too,
1: girl right? in troll at several points are just like, just fucking, like a, a nice backhand. Yeah. Listen, I don't uh, support hitting children. That's why we're talking about characters who are meant to be annoying. That you just want to slap. We just want to punch them right in their character. That's right. We want this child to be punched in the character, not in any
0: physical space. (laughs) Don't misunderstand what we're talking about. Anyway, welcome to the Preview Palace. (laughs) We're going to give you guys our breakdown of the most punchable kids in cinema history. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, Talking about... Punching kids. He's talking about punching kids. <laughs> this is Listen. This is where we are now. Should we have a beer before we start yeah, the Yeah, let's have a, okay. an- another beer here. I missed that Lagunitas already.
1: Yeah, it, it went down so quick. It's so
0: fucking good, man.
1: This one is Adroit Theory faithless we've had a bunch of adroit theory because uh don gave them to us they make good things and they make really good things this is a 10 percenter triple ipa so i'll
0: see you guys later yeah our Uh, better
1: watch out episode is definitely gonna be drunk how about
0: that (laughs) better watch me slurring my words is how it's really gonna go better watch out editing this show and getting it out in like 10 minutes yeah seriously
1: I, I, yeah, if this shows up a little bit late, it's because I took a nap. <laughs>
0: Hopefully it's got to be good. They make some really good stuff over there. That's great. What do we got on our food pairings here? Oh, they, yeah, they I give love us a that list they do here. that, the
1: food pairing They're
0: fancy boys at Adroit. Got a Cornish game hen with curried plum
1: glaze. And I'll tell you what, that sounds fucking that sounds awesome. That fucking great. Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for this because uh, I love me an IPA.
0: Ten percenter, man. Yeah. It's a big old boy right there. What do you think about that? It's got a good foamy oh, little head on it. Yeah. got a good creaminess to it. That's good. Mm. Oh, man. It's got a little bit of funkiness yeah, to it. Yeah, I was going to
1: say, there's like some funk to it. I was looking to see what, what hops are in it, but it doesn't say. Hmm. But yeah, it,
0: this is... Uh, it's slightly bitter on the aftertaste, yeah. which is nice. Like Up front, I was like, oh, another sweet one. And yeah. then a second later, it's, got it's got like that grapefruit, there's that, that, that bitterness grapefruit to peel it. type of.
1: Yeah, it kind of
0: does. It has that kind of bitterness to mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that's, that's good. good.
1: Way to go, Adroit Theory! Yeah. Fucking nailing it every single time. Cool artwork on their cans and stuff
0: too. Yeah, those things um, that are cool. So let's talk about punching kids. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, back to punching children. <laughs> let's get into it right here, man. Because we've we've covered quite a few movies in our history. Yeah, what had a very fucking beatable child in them? One hundred percent. Yes. What you yeah. know about that young man from the Bobbin Duke?
1: You know, and that's Woo. that's exactly what he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be irritating his mom. We're supposed to be seeing her go deeper into this fucking jaw-clenching. Why can't I you can't, be normal? Yes. So he he's nailing it. That kid's nailing it, which is why we want to hit him so bad.
0: Dude, <laughs> I want to fucking deck that kid. Lay him out like. Just knock a child out. Yeah. Oh, my God, man. I mean, you know, it's one of those things that ultimately, after you've watched the movie and you go back and you realize, it's like, the kid probably wasn't that bad all the time. It's just that the projection of her depression that she was going through in this movie made him seem like he was that bad. Well, At the end of the movie, when he's doing his little magic act, and it's like, oh He's a sweet little kid, yeah. Yeah.
1: I I think also, like a lot of his like lashing out is trying to get her attention because she is dead most of the time. She yeah. is depressed. She's dead inside and she's just not there for him. And so he's doing stuff to try to get her attention. It's like a
0: dog pissing on the rug to get attention. Yeah, but again, that's the
1: point. The point of the movie is you're supposed to be irritated as well. You're supposed to be feeling her. You're supposed to be on her wavelength and the kid does such a fucking good job.
0: Like, really I mean seriously insanely yeah. effective acting job by that kid because yeah. I know a lot of people that are even like I started that movie I couldn't fucking finish it that kid was kid. just fucking right. blowing my mind mm-hmm. but it's like man that's that's effective that was the point it's putting you in her shoes it's putting you in the mom's shoes yeah we were talking about it when we were watching troll just like uh,
1: it, it seems like it might be hard to get a kid to act that way but it's also like if you tell a kid they can be an absolute brat and not get in trouble yeah. And that it's fun. Everybody's having fun. Everybody's enjoying it. I think you can get... That's why we're going to be talking about a bunch of these. I think you can get a good bratty performance that makes adults angry. It's. I mean, I think that's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to make adults angry. It's sure. supposed to make you feel this particular feeling. And we got a bunch on the list that Dude, do that.
0: And I'm telling you, the older that I get, the more you know, adult I become, the more I'd fucking... Uppercut, Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. Seriously, that kid is such a He's fucking a dick. dick, dude. Holy shit, man! That kid's fucking house, all those pizzas. Mm-hmm. His family is taking a fucking huge vacation to France at Christmas. Yeah, like they're well fucking cared for. Yeah, and Kevin McAllister is a shit.
1: He really is. It's weird. The like every time I think about it, it's weird that the police go to check on him. And then they're just like, eh, he's not here. That's it. (laughs) Isn't that that weird? That's all. That's it. (laughs) Police don't care. No. Like, we know in reality a rich person's child is in danger. Every police officer would show up and canvass the entire neighborhood. That's true. Uh, In this case, though, no. Little Kevin McAllister is just going to be a little asshole. Probably
0: because he's been a dick to these cops before. It's true. (laughs) They probably want to punch him, too. It's true. He's a dick to everybody. It, it, like,
1: I think, you know, that's kind of the, his art, right? Yeah. Is that he becomes a better kid by the end, is he learns, like, he learns all the work that goes into upkeeping him. He learns also, you know, that, uh, you know, uh, adults have problems, too, from yeah. the shovel grandpa. And then he also learns, like, but sometimes you get to beat the shit out of criminals. Sweet. So
0: he did. He did learn some not great lessons. Christmas, (laughs) Crimbus. Also (laughs) Grimbus. Now you was telling me about a kid from a show I ain't watched before, a Bly Manor boy that just needs a fucking a a kick to the sternum. Yeah, I won't. I won't. uh,
1: I won't ruin it for anybody who hasn't seen Bly Manor. But there, there is a little boy who um, acts too adult. Mm, Okay, that could be a a problem. Scary way. Oh. But also, like, I think there's always this thing that it's kind of like child's play took a while to recognize it, but, like, when your villain is going to be someone who would be easily overpowered, they have to be villainous in different ways, right? So, like, Chucky had to find ways to hide and kill people or whatever, hide and scare them. Mm -hmm. This kid is, is villainous in a very adult way where... I don't, I don't want to say too much. I don't want to reveal too much. I don't like Haunting of Bly Manor much, but if you're a Flanagan fan, you need to check it out, and also, it's not bad. Okay. So, I, I don't want to ruin any sort of twists, but there's some things you learn about the kids as you go, obviously, that are a little more sinister. So... You kind of start to understand and not dislike the child as much, but he is very punchable. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's He's got that element to him, huh? He does. He just has that face and that demeanor where you're just like, God damn it, you little shit.
0: You got that look? (laughs) I want to punch. (laughs) Dude, I'll tell you what. If we're going to get off the the horror path here for a second, you know, one of my favorite movies of all time Mm -hmm. ever, one of the greatest works of... Humanity in general. Let's hear it. Has got to be The Little Rascals. Okay. The film adaptation yeah. in the 1990s. Uh huh. Which is a treasure. Okay. fucking treasure. I haven't seen it in a very long time. It's a 10 on a scale of 5. Wow. Okay. High praise. Okay. High praise. But there is that little fucking rich kid in there that I <laughs> want to goddamn. Uh, Ken and Ryu Shoryuken, yeah, fucking Dragon Punch the shit out of that kid. He was in all kinds of stuff when we were kids, and he usually played like a rich know-it-all kid.
1: Yeah, a lot of those kids were
0: typecast. Yeah,
1: particular like you just have that face, you are gonna be playing this role. <laughs> yeah, but it's also like, even like seeing it as a kid, you wanted to punch that kid for sure. Like that was the point. Yeah, the point of the character is like. They're so frustrating like that you just want to end them. <laughs>
0: like, yep. Just stop being. <laughs> Would you do a Goldberg-style full-run spear yeah, to full, that kid? Yeah, full
1: spear into that kid. Jackhammer, one, two, three, I'm out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Match is over yeah. before it fucking starts. I've already
1: headbutted uh, the the fucking uh, door in the back. I've uh-huh. blown the smoke out of my nose. Like you do.
0: And then fucking
1: spear, jackhammer, done. The little Who's kid? next?
0: The little rich kid from The Little rich ki- <laughs> I get it, man. He deserves it. He might be on the list of people Goldberg beat, by the way. <laughs> maybe. You know what? Honestly, it could be at that point right there. Now, what do you know about that bully kid from The Christmas Story? That's a oh, beloved Christmas God. classic that features a little kid in there, a little red-headed kid wearing a coonskin cap yeah. that, man, I want to fucking Nick Gage the shit out of that kid.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A light tube match with him, maybe. <laughs>
0: like a barbed wire light tube match yeah although honestly i bet he's got some tricks up his sleeve oh definitely he might put up a fair fight i might end up on the bad side of that one honestly
1: that i mean that actor grew up to be in in stuff like uh, freddy freddy versus jason he he was in always sunny even um he played he played cricket's brother yeah
0: holy shit
1: really yeah he played rickety cricket's brother oh (laughs) and of course he was still a bully (laughs) Like yeah that's just his role yeah that's just his role the poor guy's just got that face i'm a bully (laughs) and and like like he's supposed to be annoying as shit right like that he does it so well they picked a kid who just had a sort of like got that mean face he's got a mean face like as an adult he's just a handsome dude but as a kid he's just got that kind of mean face and he had those braces and he's just like that annoying like cracking voice like yeah yeah
0: i've told that story a couple times on the show about there's this kid that i like went to first grade with mm-hmm. that was a redhead bully kid that looked like bud nick and he had like a <laughs> chucky doll and stuff he brought to show and tell oh no yeah and him and like another kid that was like his little you know he, it was the, the crab and goyle to his mouth oh, for, man. basically uh-huh. uh they like Held me against a tree and rubbed tree sap on my arm one time. Holy shit! I know stuff took forever to get off. It was terrible. Fuck. But anyway, he looked like that fucking kid from those kids
1: deserve a punch as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so, man.
1: We should just go to a playground and find the bullies and beat them up. Yeah, there's an episode of Always Sunny where they beat up kids.
0: (laughs) Oh God, really? Yeah, there is.
1: It's hilarious. Oh, no. It is so funny. That's the best <laughs> thing about that show is they it gets you on their side somehow, somehow. where you're like, this is okay. This is
0: right. This is making Beating sense. Beating up children. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the bad Santa approach too, isn't it? Yes. Oh, Jesus God. But yeah, that little kid <laughs> from A Christmas Story, man. Yeah, he's annoying as hell. Yeah, that uh-huh. kid definitely fucking sucks. Now, there is another movie that came out a long time ago. Was it it? That features i think one of the most i'm not even gonna say punchable. i'm gonna say fucking power bombable <laughs> power bombable down into uh an arena full of sand
1: oh damn because A power bomb I, on the sand would i would hurt. fucking
0: lay that down to anakin skywalker oh yeah shit. he
1: deserves that he does straight
0: into that which he hates the most Listen, you can look back at little Anakin
1: Skywalker and be like, how could you hit that guy? Easily. He grows up to be a genocidal maniac. How could you hit him?
0: Very hard. Yeah, very hard. (laughs) With all my body force. Yes
1: fuck well, that kid if you treat him right maybe he doesn't grow up to be Probably that not. well he does <laughs> but he, he does, that does. it is known yeah. so <laughs> again we're not advocating hitting children these are <laughs> characters yeah do not hit real children it does not work it doesn't work <laughs> we're not saying that works that is a bad call but if anakin skywalker as a child had gotten hit maybe he wouldn't be Dave such a dickhead. I almost said David Copperfield. <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> Maybe
1: he wouldn't be David Copperfield. He definitely wouldn't be. That's for sure. <laughs> it's it's true he never even indicated he would become an illusionist. No. Uh-huh. Nor did he say that he hated the Statue of Liberty and wished it disappeared.
0: Dude, that was an anti-American symbol if I've ever seen one.
1: David Copperfield. Bye
0: freedom. <laughs> that's what he said. Bye. <laughs> he was like Bye, freedom.
1: And it was gone. (laughs) Oh,
0: it's gone. Oh, shit. For real, it's gone. Mm -hmm. It came back.
1: He also did 9-11. I don't know if we knew about that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all that was an illusion. It's crazy. Wow. How do you do that? What a
0: masterful illusion that was. (laughs) And I'll tell you what, I would just love to fucking, yeah, hurricane kick. (laughs) On to fucking Anakin Skywalker. I would totally do that. That kid sucks. Such an annoying little shit, man. But you know what? Yeah, there's a lot of TV series out there what featured some very fucking, I mean, uh, a haymaker receivable <laughs> children. Haymaker receivable. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yet we all went along with it like it was normal, Fine, whatever. totally normal. Like, oh, what is this? This Game of Thrones. Oh, it's full oh, of fucking God. kids that deserve haymakers for Christmas? For sure. Oh, I still like it anyway. I mean- Punch kids. Right. Number
1: one with a bullet, obviously Joffrey.
0: Holy shit, dude.
1: He, like, Jack Gleeson fucking nailed that role. Dude, I know. I know. And it's partially, it, it, it's it, like,
0: he he partially has that bully face. He
1: does. He does have kind of a bully face. And, like, uh, he does a real good job of reveling in his, like, uh, powerful, like, shittiness yeah he really loves that
0: so he was naturally just kind of bestowed with that look as a young man and then dude the way he got into that role Mm -hmm. and just made the entire world hate him yeah i i i both admire Mm -hmm. what a good job he did and i'm also sad about it because i guess he pretty much retired from acting after that yeah well honestly though like on the bright side probably the best thing that ever happened to him is that the Last season of that show was such a fucking disaster.
1: Yeah, and he wasn't there to take any blame. Nope. <laughs> yep. <laughs> None at all, dude. Yep.
0: Like, man, I, I seriously have this idea in my head where I'm like, man, I, I would really like to go back and rewatch the first, like, three seasons of Game of Thrones. Yeah. And then act like it got canceled. <laughs> you know what I mean? Gosh, I wish they had followed up on this. Because who yeah. the fuck is talking about Game of Thrones anymore?
1: No, no, yeah, no, they, they destroyed their goodwill completely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was honestly the exact same thing that happened like when Lost was on the air and everybody was nuts about it. And then when it ended and we all just quit giving a fuck.
1: You know, I quit giving a fuck early on Lost, even though I finished it. I watched the entire show, but it was probably season one for me where I was like, oh, this is bad storytelling and it's always just going to be a cliffhanger and they're always just putting off
0: the inevitable They're all dead. You and Kate were kind of on the same boat on that one where she was immediately just like, yeah, this is fucking not for me. And I was like, but maybe. uh, uh." But then it's like, you know, after that show ended and we were all like, oh yeah, this is just fucking horrible. It's like, well, nobody cares anymore. Well, and it's also that
1: fucking uh, J.J. Abrams... You can't decide that the thing that you figured out, which was exactly where I was taking this thing, is the thing. I'm going to change it. Uh. They're not
0: all dead and in purgatory, but really they are. I bet J.J. Abrams was a very fucking punchable child.
1: I feel like, yeah, because when he plays with his Star Wars toys, he really... Uh, no, they're mine. <laughs> Engender Ingen- some punches. You're playing with stuff. them wrong.
0: <laughs> this is how I want to play with them. Right. This is how they did it in the movies. Uh,
1: I still haven't seen The Last Skywalker. No, uh, you haven't. I haven't. I haven't seen it.
0: The Rise of Skywalker. The Rise of Skywalker. You yeah. never. You yeah. Never watched it.
1: I haven't watched it. No. Yeah. I prefer, Steve. I prefer to just pretend it all ended. I just prefer.
0: Okay, dude, here's the fucking plan. Uh Uh-huh. I want you to do this. Okay. I just want you to fucking sit down and get baked as shit. And watch the last Skywalker. And fucking have a mic in your hand and record. Yes. And we fucking put it out. Oh, I'm all right. I want you to do that. All right. Write that shit down. If nothing else, just for Patreon, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, okay. Um, I I want your raw reactions to whatever the fuck you feel about that movie. I'm going to have to do it. I had no idea you hadn't finished that. Trilogy out.
1: You know, uh, we were just talking, by the way, uh, on side tangent. We were just talking earlier. Side tangent to the tangent. Yeah, what what are we going to do after Lord of the Rings? What if we did the OG trilogy of Star Wars? Oh, God. We don't have to do them in order. We don't even have to do all nine. We could just do the OG trilogy. Like, nobody's going to complain.
0: Or we could just do the holiday special. Or that, (laughs) right? It's not a bad idea. I wanted to write down. Yeah. Dude, you got to watch that. Yeah, okay. And please try to make sense of it. I'm going to. Please. All right. Holy shit, man. But, yeah, anyway, so Joffrey. <laughs> Joffrey, yeah. I'd punch Perf- the shit out of that kid. Wonderfully punchable child. Right in the mush. Right, just hard. Yeah. Yeah. Double front knuckle right to the mush. You know what the thing
1: is? Game of Thrones gave it to us, though, too. Tyrion slapping the shit out of him he did a few times. That
0: did happen, man. God, times. that was the best. God, Peter Dingus, man, in that role. Peter Dingus. <laughs> was just unbelievable. Peter
1: Dinklage is amazing. Phenomenal. He's so good, yeah. Like, like
0: Honestly, though, it's like there were so many fucking performances on that show that were unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, Pedro Pascal. Oh, dude. Fucking amazing. That just got flushed down the toilet because, holy shit, after they ran out of books, the writing was just dog shit. Well, his
1: end was exp- like it wasn't that written. I thought that was written. I don't know. I don't, I don't know the so. books. Anyway, I thought his end was good. Uh-huh. I thought it was good. But, it was very know, shocking. Yeah, yeah.
0: But the way that. The writing, just in general, it's just completely ran out of steam. Where they're like, it did. Uh, "Let's just kill some time it until did. George finishes the next book," which well, still hasn't happened. The,
1: those the the showrunners were obviously trying to get other things going and not paying as much attention to Game of Thrones. And also, it, I mean, it's George R. R. Martin. Martin keeps. I've seen him like talking about those last couple seasons of of Game of Thrones, and it's like release your books maybe that release your books yeah. if you wanted those last couple of seasons to be good you can't put any blame on anybody else because you haven't released the books
0: yeah so you that.
1: just shut the fuck up george they R. R. really
0: Martin. really really should not have agreed to make a full show about a book series that wasn't even that wasn't finished
1: nine. yep he like but at the time when they started it he was on cruising yeah. he was cruising he was like oh yeah it's gonna happen didn't it hasn't happened. No. Yeah, so Martin's as much to blame, I feel like, yeah. for the the demise of that amazing fucking show. It really was one of the best shows on Phenomenal. TV. Incredible.
0: For several seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, man. There's another kid on there. There is. That, that you'd fucking Tekken Paul Phoenix death fist. <laughs> right? Yeah, Rickon. Rickon
1: Rick Stark. Rickon Stark. When he's a little kid, he's real annoying, but like it, that's not, that's not the thing that really does it. It's when he shows back up, and all he has to do is run in a zigzag pattern,
0: dude. and he's probably okay. Lateral movement can save lives. <sighs> but he's just so dumb. He's, he's just, just, a, just yeah, so dumb. He's kind of a dumb, useless character. He
1: is such a useless character. And
0: also, like, I kind of want to just punch the show writers, because it's like, this is supposed to have an emotional impact on me?
1: Yeah, how, why would it? Why would it? You stopped following him entirely yeah like you didn't give me any information about what was going on with him
0: anything special like his fucking oh his his brother is the damn one-eyed raven and can fucking warg into all these fucking creatures and stuff meanwhile Rickon can't run diagonally (laughs) (laughs) the balance is off it is off it is off make all them kids special in some way
1: yeah man the more i think about it the more um it is true that last season, just like, because Arya was probably one of the best characters Ever. written in a long, long, long time. Yeah. And then it was just like, and then I'm just going to go wherever or whatever. I don't know. My end is
0: ambiguous. Something or another. That's yeah. my ending. I don't know. Something or another.
1: They could make an entire show with Maisie Williams as Arya and people yeah. would love it. Absolutely. But they're not going to do that. Nope. Not going to no. do that.
0: Nope. Not at all. Anyway, so yeah, let's talk more about punching kids. What about when an adult plays a kid <laughs> that is in desperate need of a fucking hard, hard fist to the mush? Yeah, almost
1: every instance of an adult playing a child, but go ahead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you know about Clifford? Uh, <laughs> oh. Oh, Clifford, oh Martin Clifford Short. kind of
1: really like- Not the big red dog. No, no, no. We're not no, going to no. punch a dog. No. That, why would we punch do you Clifford? you think we're animals? He's so big. Yeah. I mean, he's just a big cute puppy. Exactly. Uh, but M- Clifford really like tested the limits of my Martin Short um acceptance. Yeah. He really did just make me be like I don't know if he's funny. Who's this for? Yeah. Who's this for? Who's like, this funny
0: to? Yeah. The parents that love Martin Short are not going to love yeah. that. Yeah. Kids that want to see a movie are not going to want to see martin short prancing around like a kid and being very punchable
1: but luckily everything else martin shorts in makes me go oh no he's funny it's just that character's off just not that one that character's bad
0: i might even go full-on hot rod style ultimate punch Clifford. oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh uh-huh he's getting a full like two two fists and a kick and a kick at Uh the same time and you have to announce it (laughs) ultimate Ultimate punch punch! (laughs) i would probably do that to clifford same with that kid from problem child Ugh. Oh, Jesus God, man. Uh, but again, that's... that's it's supposed to be that
1: The way. name of the movie is Problem Child. He is a problem, and he sucks.
0: Pretty well right there on Front Street. Yeah. You're supposed to hate this child, and you do.
1: Why is it they picked so many red-headed kids to be hateable?
0: Dude, I know. That was like an entire thing throughout childhood. Because I kind of looked like the
1: problem child as a kid. Kind of. Yeah? I didn't have the, like, tooth gap or whatever. But they, Where- they particularly picked a kid... like i wonder what it's like to be a casting director and be told like find a punchable child you know what it is
0: (laughs) i think we were seeing the fucking filmmaking influence of big english trying to uh besmirch (laughs) big irish is that right yep oh no that's what we were seeing they're like oh that's it pale redheaded people the worst shit oh pale redheaded people's they're the worst, am I
1: right? As much as a Holy. joke that is, that's probably the absolute root yeah. of it. It's probably not far off, The honestly. English hating the Irish. Yeah. Oh. Uh.
0: Might be that. Damn. <laughs> uh. Anyway, yeah, no, but that kid Reddit was kids. the worst. I know, right? Right? Fucking terrible. Yeah. Yeah, hateable-ass kid. But I'll tell you what. Last one that I have on my shit list mm-hmm. is a little kid... What was in a Christmas classic in some people's books. Uh-huh. And I think to myself, it's a Christmas classic. And then every now and then, I watch it again. <laughs> and you're less convinced. I, I Dude, I, I dub you it. You know? I mm-hmm. go, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice. You ain't going to fool me again. Won't get fooled again.
1: Yeah, we say that here in Tennessee, he said.
0: We do say that.
1: Yeah, that's our old
0: saying. And I'm talking about... That little motherfucking shithead kid in the Santa Claus with Tim <laughs> Allen. Because holy shit is that kid ever annoying.
1: He is. He's real annoying. Yeah, I he, might brass knuckle punch him He cannot that be kid.
0: pleased,
1: basically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's the worst. He is. He's so fucking whiny mm-hmm. all the time. So it's a little know-it-all, little shit. Yeah. I'd brass knuckle
1: punch him. Yeah, I think he'd deserve it too. I think that right would... in the character, <laughs> right in the ca- just a hard punch on the character, and he'd be like, "Oh, my character!" I think
0: I'd probably karate chop him on like a pressure point. Oh, damn! Like a, Like Spock, Kiaku <laughs> I'd say as I karate chop the child, <laughs> a child. Yeah, he yeah. deserve. Yeah,
1: yeah. Speaking, oh, speaking of punchable kids, Karate Kid, the b- fucking uh,
0: Rab-Maggio. villain.
1: No, no. Well, Rob Machio's not punchable. He's a sweet boy. He's a dick in that movie. He is kind of a dick in that movie. It's true. But the bully is even more of a dick.
0: Okay, yeah. actually I know you feel
1: sorry for the, di- the dick bully because his coach sucks. Yeah, dude. <sighs> Maybe Machio is the dick in that one.
0: Maybe you fucking down-punch the shit out of him. <laughs> it's right on the scalp. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Take that. Uh, take that scrape down Again, scalp, we're not son. talking
1: about punching real children. No. We're talking
0: about punching children, characters, characters,
1: who you're supposed to hate. What would you think we were talking about? I don't know. Yeah, they're weird. Anyway, get ready next week for most fuckable orcs. Gronn! 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 Best battering rams. Yes. Battering
0: Rams that could batter me. Oh yeah! <laughs> Number one,
1: Grand. There has to be a Grand dildo out there, right? Oh my god!
0: <laughs> 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 Fucking smash the shit out of my gates, Oh buddy. damn, dude, Grand gets it. Grand gets it. Yeah. There's gonna be a lot of Grand worship coming up mm-hmm. soon. I can mm-hmm. already see it, man. For sure. Oh my god! But you know, as for this week, it's time. Oh, oh wait, hang on. Be sure to tell us about your most punchable oh, yeah. kids.
1: I, I know my wife is listening right now, and she's got a list of like 20 a kids. a list, yeah. That she, it's like, we'll be watching anything. A child will enter, and she'll be like, uh, I, hate I hate that them. fucking kid. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's not every kid. It's just certain kids. Certain ones. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, let us know your most punchable fucking kids mm-hmm. over there on our Facebook group. It's always a good hang. It's the only reason to be on Facebook. And honestly. please,
1: please, please, don't say your own children. That'd I want dark. to continue to like you. Yeah,
0: that that would get dark. So <laughs> maybe don't do that. Yeah, but your most punchable fictional yeah characters. Yes, a child you'd like is. to
1: punch in the character,
0: right squarely in the
1: character, so hard in the character. Yeah, just knock the character right out of them.
0: Find their inner child, <laughs> who kicks a little ass. Am I right? Eagles. No. Eagles. No one's
1: right in that situation. All right.
0: Well, let's talk about the subject of today's show. Fuck yeah. Better Watkaha Oyat. That's right. Better Watkaha Oyat. From twenty what seventeen
1: sixteen? 16? Uh, yeah, it uh, premiered at Fantastic Fest in 2016, but uh in the U.S. in 2017.
0: So I watched this, I think, a year or so ago. Yeah. And it was a night where, if I'm not mistaken, Kate had either fallen asleep on the couch, maybe she had like a migraine or something. Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of like, oh, I'm just practicing and playing guitar and stuff. Here's a movie I never heard of. Whatever, let's put this on. And I yeah. kind of like... Semi watched it. Gotcha. While I was just like playing guitar, probably halfway in the bag. <laughs> When's the first time you watched this? I, I think
1: you mentioned it, and I was like, okay. "Oh, I'll check it out." Yeah. Uh, it, you could probably go back in the podcast and hear when we probably. first. Yeah. But it was sometime probably last year. I think so. And uh, yeah, I was really impressed with it. Mm. I I immediately was just like, I mean, the, you know, you, you have some child actors. They're not all as young as they say necessarily but they're all in like the teen region sure uh and they all do a great job Mm -hmm. so that that's already a a plus for it but also it reminded me a lot of home alone and then there's the twist like 20 minutes into it that changes it entirely and it was just like it seems so appropriate for the time and you know even now still it's not like anything's changed and four years since it came out like yeah
0: and you know we will be spoiling the shit oh yeah yeah if you haven't seen this it's please watch it because i hope somebody has been listening all the way to here and they got to us saying we're gonna spoil it and they go damn and they turned the show off (laughs) been waiting all this time i thought they they were gonna give a spoiler less review of the the podcast to talk about beating kids for (laughs) half an hour Shit!
1: i did did like that part though
0: (laughs) worst podcast ever yeah 10 out of 10 but Uh, we did warn you you little shit don't make (laughs) us come over and fucking punch you too Way above, way character. Yeah, right in the fucking character that's located in your balls. But yeah, the
1: the this you know it starts out with like a home alone feel that it's gonna be like a babysitter and the baby city, and he's got a little crush on her, and like they're gonna have to deal with uh, a home invader.
0: Yeah, it seems like it's kind of building up towards kind of being a sweet. Maybe coming of age, but dealing with something like Yeah, like, he's going to learn,
1: like, yeah, I have a crush on my babysitter, but, like, I'm young, she's older, blah, blah, blah. She's like, moving away. Yeah, there's going to be a lesson there at the end that's just like, oh, it's cool, everything's fine. Uh, but no, the twist is, in fact, that the home invasion is a setup by uh, Luke, our main the, the babysitter, and his friend Garrett, to scare Ashley... So that she'll then be interested in Luke. And that sounds stupid, but I've also been a tween boy.
0: Seems that's something that it yeah. might work. Yeah, seems like a tween boy stupid. head you'd think like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. defend this woman against home invasion. I am mighty man and she will love me Yeah, now. she'll be like, oh, Luke. Um, but obviously that's not
1: ever going to be the situation. But then we learn he knows that was never going to be the situation. He was in no way thinking that was going to be the situation. He set this up to kill all these people.
0: Seems that way.
1: Yeah. And I love that. I think that is such a good twist. It's set up so perfectly. I did not expect it when it happened. Even watching it again, I was like, you know, it's it's about 20-ish minutes in. When you're introduced to, oh, that's not actually the plot. The plot is, this kid thought this would work. But then it slowly reveals more that not only did he not think that was going to work, he never intended for it to work. He wanted to kill her boyfriends to have her, to possess Mm -hmm. her. Yeah. And then he ends up killing his friend as well because his friend gets in the way. So, it really is about... This sort of incel 12-year-old, which, by the way, most 12-year-olds are incels.
0: I you're involuntarily you that, yes. celibate. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Because you're 12 and you can get erections, but you're also 12, so you're not going to have sex. <laughs> That's just how that is. That's true. But, yeah, a lot of, like, incel tropes are projected onto Very much. Luke, and then he he is this, like, very much, like, mama's boy who still listens to this, like... Uh, womb sounds to go yeah, to sleep at night martyr. and he he misses the connection he had with his mom like it's very much a like freudian type of thing which is interesting because that that's true
0: of a lot of christmas horror movies like yeah it seems like a weird leap to take where you're just like does. man there's yeah. a lot of christmas movies about guys wanting to fuck their moms right but they're kind of are <laughs> they're kind of are and and the thing that i think
1: we will have to get into is really that like i feel like a lot of the times the writers who are writing this are maybe more recently experiencing the being out on your own having your own life and then coming back home for christmas and experiencing that weirdness and the dynamics have totally shifted and Mm -hmm. you're no longer a child but you're being treated like a child and there's just like a whole lot of weirdness to that but yeah definitely like Black Christmas 1974 deals with some some very Freudian sort of issues. Christmas evil very specifically. He sees Santa eating his mom's pussy, and that fucks him up. Well, there you go. (laughs) Silent Night, Deadly Night. He sees a guy dressed as Santa rape his mom in the road, and it fucks him up. Like, there's a whole lot of Yeah, there's a whole lot of this, like, Freudian... Uh, protect mommy kill women who are um now whores for having sex Mm -hmm. etc like there's just like this really pulls in a lot of those like 70s and 80s christmas horror uh tropes while also feeling very much like home alone like it feels even in the moments when it's like brutal as shit the kid, the main kid, is acting like Kevin McAllister.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's kind of like overjoyed and entertained that these yeah. booby traps and stuff worked. Yep. Yeah. Uh, very much like Kevin McAllister. Only it's kind of portraying the thing that we were all probably thinking at some point when we watched Home Alone, where you're like, man, if that paint can hit that guy's head, it'd fucking decapitate yeah. him. If any
1: of these things happen to these people, they might die. They die. Yeah.
0: So it is kind of giving us that, too. It's like, I, I definitely feel like it was made to kind of provoke that home alone nostalgia and yeah. they even name drop home alone and yeah there. they
1: do yeah they're not trying to hide it they're they name drop home alone name drop Mythbusters, like
0: the concept of
1: like they've been arguing about whether or not a paint can would kill you yeah if it hit you from that sort of you know momentum and uh i like i like that moment i i really think that like that has a childlike wonder to it Mm -hmm. that is scary. It's like a weird moment where it's like he is reacting like, see, it's exactly like I told you. He's like very childlike, happy about it. But a person's head just got caved in. And this kid sucks. Like, like it's real hard to move between the Kevin McAllister uh. To the incel uh, potential rapist of it all, like he he's he's a twelve year old. It's it's real hard to deal with like the horrendous things he's doing, while also seeing him be very childlike.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, and that kid that plays Luke, uh, yeah, Levi Miller, I, I think does a really really fantastic job. Me too. Yep. I've got my own list of complaints about this movie, but the sure. acting from the cast, especially the kids is really not one of them i think that luke plays that kind of yeah shitty young incel role uh extremely well and it's so hateable but at the same time he's like he's a total fucking sociopath chameleon where when he's around the right people he's just a normal happy fun kid yeah and then when he's got his own way and nobody's looking he's a fucking monster Mm -hmm. uh i think his friend garrett also does a really good job of being yeah. this kid that like gets in way over his head. Yeah, he's a
1: 12-year-old. Yeah, he he's doesn't a expect 12-year-old. any of this to have like lasting implications no. or whatever. Like he wants yeah.
0: to fucking what, what what does he take? He takes like a
1: Oh yeah, he gives him like some sort of uh oxycodone. Oxy, yeah, 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 he gives yeah. him
0: oxygen. Like he just wants to fucking chill out and have fun and do mm-hmm. this crazy shit that his weird friend talks about and then he realizes way too late like yo This is fucking serious.
1: And then he wants his mommy. And that's, like, seriously one of the most brutal moments in (sighs) any horror movie I've seen in a long time. Yeah, And this movie just doesn't portray itself as brutal, which is what makes some of these moments so much more brutal. Because you're watching it, and it's bright and Christmassy. Yeah. And the killer never, uh, until, like, the very end where it's just Luke and Ashley... He never reveals himself as fully villainous. He's always kid-like. And you can kind of excuse some of his choices because you're like, well, a kid wouldn't know any better. Like, a 12-year-old child would not know any better. And then when he starts, like, I mean, by the time he kills Garrett, you're like, oh, all of this was a plan. A 12-year-old can be a fucking manipulative psychopath. Totally. That's scary. Yeah, yeah.
0: We've also got a couple of good old acting adults in here, too. His parents oh, yeah. specifically uh-huh, are, are yeah. probably the biggest names in the cast.
1: Yeah, Patrick Warburton and, and Virginia Matson are his parents. And they, you know, they got a they got a dynamic. I mean, Warburton is playing more of like a what would you say, like a, a kind of whimsical silly dad. He sure. wants to wear his stupid little tie or whatever, and Virginia Matson is obviously done with his shit. But they like each other. It seems like at the very least, they're still together, and they, you know, they're they're parenting this child. Yeah. There's no like indication that their parenting has led to him being this
0: monster. monster. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a roof over their heads. They're taking care of the kid to make sure he's got a caretaker. Even
1: at twelve, they're getting him a babysitter. They're making sure like that he needs to be watched.
0: Now, Virginia Madsen is one of those names that. Maybe you recognize, but you can't put a face to it. Candyman. Uh, Candyman.
1: Yeah. Or, or, uh, Haunting in Connecticut. She's in a ton of stuff. Tons also, of stuff. gorgeous woman. Totally, right? She's like 50 something in this. Jesus.
0: I know. And a great actress, too. She's great. Love She's her. really fantastic. And
1: Michael Matson's sister, if that means
0: anything to you. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> there you go. Patrick Warburton. Now, this is one that I want to ask you. We play that game every now and then on the mm-hmm. show. Who's your Tom Cruise? Who's your Patrick Warburton? uh boy that's an interesting one because I, I think like of putty, putty is the right answer for most everybody him and his cool jacket
1: i think of putty but i also think of tick the tick
0: right yeah yeah, yeah. it's hard for me because whenever you know whenever i watched the tick it was just like oh my god yeah it's fucking ridiculous and awesome yeah. and silly i kind of think of him as fucking cronk from emperor's new groove
1: yeah okay yep. i think that's my patrick mm-hmm. warburton as fucking yeah. cronk and that, I mean that's uh that's his most himbo version, right? Like Patrick yep. Warburton is kind of he like he's kind of the himbo like incarnate because like every character he plays is just this, like he's obvi- he's a handsome dude, got a great voice, et cetera, but yeah. also dummy. Yeah. yeah every totally. character he plays dummy.
0: Well, he's got that like Johnny Bravo just big hero chin yeah. and chiseled exterior mm. and he's tall and Muscular. Mm-hmm. He's just a hunk by nature, man. Yeah. HBM. HBM. HBN. Hunk by nature. <laughs> it's just his way, man. He can't help it. uh But yeah, he's fucking great. They're not in this movie very much.
1: No, uh, they're the only Americans in this movie. Everybody else is Australian. It okay, was, what? Yeah, it was filmed in Australia. It was originally meant to be filmed in South Carolina with a $500,000 budget. And then an Australian producer found out that. Chris Peckover, who directed this and co-wrote this, uh, his mom is Australian. Okay. And so this Australian producer offered them a $3 million budget to come shoot in Australia.
0: Yeah, but they're having to go down there and contend with the drop bears. But yeah,
1: th- that's a good point.
0: Is that's why worth I, it?
1: I think that's why they stayed in the house most oh. of the time, because they were like fucking drop bear season. You know,
0: Swarming with drop bears. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Australian.
1: Australian. None I, of the
0: kids had accents or anything.
1: No, They all do naturally, but they all are really good at American accent. Like, Shit. There's just not any moment where, like, because my wife is one of those, like, accent hounds where she'll be, like, slipped up. Like, she'll just be like, he slipped up. He's Look British. Mm-hmm. Uh, at no point did she point that out. Wow. So these kids are just really good at American accents. Um, Olivia DeJong. De Jong. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. it DeJong. De DeJong.
0: DeJong. De Jong. <laughs>
1: like that? Is that Let how you me see it? that De DeJong. <laughs> <laughs> and Egg, Ed Oxenbold, uh, who plays Garrett, they had both been in the visit as brother and sister the year before.
0: That's Shamalamading, man. Uh Shamalama, Ding Dong, movie, uh-huh, Shamalama right? Ding Dong, which I, I think is a good that. movie. I'm afraid it's good. Yeah,
1: it's pretty good. It's not like amazing, but it's good.
0: So the kid plays Garrett and the babysitter.
1: Uh yeah. Okay. Yeah, they were brother and sister in that. And that I think is a real interesting dynamic that I paid attention uh attention to during the movie because they had just played brother and sister and they are both young. It's interesting to me because then Garrett is playing this, like, he, you know, whenever um, they have her tied up and they're playing Truth or Dare, like, he wants to touch her boob, but he doesn't actually, like, end up doing it. And then, like, later he, like, like, the dynamic there is funny to me because it's like they had just played brother and sister and now here they are probably a few months later in a movie where they're playing unrelated and he's having to pretend like he's attracted to her but i bet there is some like actual brother sisterness hmm. to it because that's kind of how it feels when he tries to be anything i, I guess assault sexual assaulty with her uh-huh. because they have her tied up and she is not interested in this yeah yeah but it, it just has an interesting feel to me and then levi hmm. miller seems very much more detached from them which i think works great because this is supposed to be his best friend and his babysitter, but he feels like these are playthings. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Like he doesn't yeah, his, treat his, them like his people. best
0: friend is just a little fucking crony. Yep, he doesn't really mean anything. I mean, he fucking killed his hamster years ago. Yeah, and then kills him, and this like uh, that is insane. But like, then it flips around to that. Look what you made me do.
1: Yeah, he really doesn't want to take any sort of blame, and I I feel like there's like. Some unspoken history to this that he is this sort of uh, well-off kid. He li- they live in a huge house, yeah. like it's very much supposed to be um, home aloney. Like he lives in a very nice neighborhood in a very nice house, and he has become this warped individual because he's never had consequences in his life. Mm-hmm. I feel, I feel like there—that's the unspoken history here that's just not fully explained which is a good thing it doesn't need to go into exposition about why he is what he is in fact watching it we all get it we're all just like
0: oh yeah i know that kid totally right yeah everybody's run into that kid at some fucking point what do you think his plan was from the get-go because i mean obviously he had staged this home invasion to impress this chick yeah but then it quickly turns on like oh i'll just fucking knock her down the stairs and knock her out also have this uh I think he calls it like his Plan B or his backup plan. He's Uh, like, "You'll take this. You won't remember anything that happened." Right. Which that's a little bit of like a um, okay. Yeah, he was he was
1: gonna uh, spray her down with a bunch of LSD. And I'll tell you this, that doesn't is that what it was? uh, I'm assuming in that in that bottle. I mean,
0: or maybe like ketamine or something because I know. Well, no, ketamine's a powder. Oh, is it? Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, it, It was probably LSD, and it was it was a bad plan. LSD yeah. does not make you forget. Well, In fact, remember you remember. You extremely beforehand. well.
0: Yeah, and also too, you'd remember everything that happened beforehand. <laughs> yep. You, you wouldn't like, think
1: that was a hallucination. You'd be no. like, "So before I started tripping, this happened." Yeah. He and then me I started downstairs. tripping, and these are all the things I experienced. Like, yeah. And yeah. then,
0: but then it turns into it's this huge murder plot but he also kind of has it planned out to how he's going to cover everything. He had up. it
1: all planned. I think from the beginning he knew it was probably going to go to shit and in fact that was probably what he hoped for. He wanted to kill. He wanted he wanted to penetrate her and he knew he couldn't do that with his dick. Mhm. Like there is a lot of Freudian psychology throughout this like he he's he is impotent in the moment when he he could potentially sexually assault her, which is what he intended, right? Uh-huh. Um but his knife is sharp and strong. He can stab her with that. Mm-hmm. Like that That yeah, remember th-
0: the phallic symbol, the knife. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think he planned the entire time for everyone else to die and for him to just get away because he's mommy's baby.
0: Mm-hmm. And he's got this whole plan of setting up that pencil on the doorknob yep. and Oh, I was asleep the whole time. I don't know what happened. Yep. So you think it was his plan all along to just do it and get away with it? Yep.
1: Yeah, I don't think he ever planned anything sexual with his babysitter. Not that he didn't have, like, an erection, I imagine, throughout the entire thing. Like, the sexual bit for him was the control. The sexual bit for him was the murder. Mm -hmm. It had nothing to do with ever expecting some sexual gratification from her. Mm Mm-hmm. But he he gets it. Like when he stabs her there near the end, like his face is just like, ugh. like yeah yeah, yeah. Like, totally. There's a very clear like he he's supposed to be. We're supposed to be on this ride with him, and then come to the conclusion. I think like oh, he was a monster the whole time. Yeah, he never had any concept of anyone else getting out alive, and he does it doesn't bother him. Like he doesn't even think about their deaths. He just sees their deaths as a way for him to get away with the thing he was doing. Sure. Yeah.
0: Which is a a, a tale that is all too real yeah. in the world of our Brock Turner's and Kyle Rittenhouses yep. and all these other mm-hmm. middle class um you know white kids that get away with horrendous shit. Yep. Uh and that's that's honestly part of what makes this movie hard for me to love? Yeah, it's hard to love because... It's a tale that's
1: just real. Yeah, it's too real. It feels too real. But they they
0: caught it in a way no one has caught it so far. I, I guess so. I guess the thing that, that worries me about the messaging here is that the wrong person could watch this and be like, oh, he's smart. He got away with it. I'm smart. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's true of a lot of movies. That's true of, like you know American Psycho even like the mm. the point is that those people exist the point is kind of that there's somebody watching it thinking that like we need to be vigilant to that as a truth of our reality
0: yeah I just I don't know if this movie does that very well though okay because it almost seems to like revel in it and kind of celebrate it okay like whenever I, I was watching this I was almost getting the feeling that it was just like see how smart the boy is and that was not getting good to me like at all i mean if the the ending would have changed where it's just like and then the whole fucking plan falls apart and this fucking kid gets destroyed and his stupid incel fucking fake sociopath life falls the fuck apart because that's what should happen to you i'd be like all right cool
1: well i like the ambiguous ambiguous ending like like was it, it
0: ambiguous, or was it begging for a sequel? That's a good
1: question. I think if you put the ambiguity in the mid credits, it's not necessary. Like, because if it had been at the very end, and then credits, it's like sequel material. But even in mid too, credits, it's like maybe there's a sequel. Also, maybe it's just ambiguous because those kids get away with it. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't present these type of uh, villains. Without recognizing the reality that they constantly get away with it, and there's really not a lot of outcry to fix it.
0: Sure. And, I mean, I know that you could you could probably justify and be like, oh, well, you know, at the end of the movie, she was alive. Like, they were carrying her out in the stretcher, and she flipped him off. And she still has to live with the effects of what happened. Oh, yeah. No, and that's is, not fun I mean, or happy at all. I mean,
1: yeah, but, like, that would be like saying... Texas Chainsaw Massacre is bad because Sally's fucked up in the end. It's good because she's fucked up in the end. (laughs) Like, that's the point. Is that all of this stuff would absolutely fuck her up. And the fact that she gets in that victorious, like, bird at the end is is great. But also, it's just symbolic. Which is kind of, again, what we continue to get with these types of villains. Yeah. Is symbolic victories. We don't get real victories. They get away with it. Sure. That's just what happened.
0: And then the thing is, is like that, you know, uh, as you were saying, like Victorious flipping the bird as she's being carried off, mm-hmm. that could be seen as that as far as like, oh, yeah, she's fixing to fucking tell everybody everything and this kid's going to be locked away for the rest of his life. Yeah. Except for one, we know that's not how it works in real life. And then also, too, when you get that stinger, he's like, I think we should go to the hospital. hmm you're just kind of like, oh, so he's going to go and take care of her there. Maybe. And maybe just fucking get away with it. Maybe. It's it's hard to celebrate. It's hard to celebrate, but it's also, that's horror, right? Here's part of the thing that, that makes it hard to, though. Okay. The trailer was a total missile. Did you watch the trailer? Of course not. I don't ever watch trailers. Dude, <laughs> this is one. <laughs> Wait, what?
1: Okay, you can't blame the movie for the trailer cuz the people who make the trailer are not the people not who make the Not typically.
0: I know. Yeah. But it's like it was I think it was kind of obvious that this movie is trying to be a, a horror comedy kind of thing. Yeah. But there there's there's not really any joy or levity to it. <laughs> like no. I didn't really laugh at much anything in this. It's not really joyful at yeah. all it's just kind of this like slog of like this fucking incel kid torturing a babysitter yeah and then getting away with it at the end of the movie and i'm like why does this message need to exist in society well, i mean isn't that home alone he's not trying to fuck anybody
1: <laughs> true he's trying to murder them which is not better it's his
0: house and he's got to protect it right yeah i mean they nailed what they he were going He does get hugged by his mom at the end, though, and that is similar to this. Yeah. <laughs>
1: True. And for this kid, a hug from his mom, big deal. Big
0: deal. Yeah. For sure, big fucking deal. And in fact, that, was, that
1: might be why he set up the whole thing, was to get a hug
0: from his mom. It because, definitely again, does seem that yeah. way, because he also, again, in typical fucking incel fashion, mm-hmm. which, you know, again, it's like, depending on the messaging of what they're trying to say with this movie... It's like he blames his entire set of behavior on his mom because his mom doesn't hold him anymore. Yeah. I think that the wrong person could watch this and totally fucking woman blame the whole thing. And be like, oh, it's his mom's fault. I mean, that's true of psycho. You could say that. Yeah, it's true of
1: any movie that involves this like Freudian bit that you could say that it's the mom's fault. But that's exactly the point, is that it's saying like no one's at fault here except for this this kid like Mm -hmm. they do everything they can to not present the parents as to blame Mm -hmm. they don't give any outs for him so he's he's to blame entirely Mm -hmm. so uh, yeah i don't know i mean i don't i don't i don't see that this celebrates any of it yeah it just presents him as the reality Mm -hmm.
0: which is sad yeah, ultimately, at the end of the day, the fact that this is a relatable and, you know, yeah. realistic <laughs> story in a yeah. lot of ways is like, well, that's just fucking sad. It is.
1: Yeah, it loses <laughs> any comedy to it, for sure. because yeah. there. And I think you're right, but I think, again, like, it is putting to question Home Alone in some ways. It's like, what are we laughing at here? Sure. What's the funny part? Like... A guy steps on a nail? A guy gets an iron to the face? Like, <laughs>
0: Hilarious.
1: When does this get funny? But yeah. it's supposed to be funny. Right. So, like, this movie is playing out, like, obviously, like, no, this isn't funny. But we're pretending it is. So, are like, when do you buy in? And you never do. You never do buy into the comedy. You're always just like, no, this is disgusting. This yeah. is really bad. And I think that's the point, is that, like, it's not giving him an out. There's no out for him. There's no point where it's like, oh, <laughs> he's charming. Nope. He no. is not charming. He's a piece of shit. He's the worst. He treats everyone bad. Like, he doesn't really have any moral center. Mm. Like, we're not supposed to root for him. I can see what you're saying, that somebody might root for him, but that's true of literally any
0: portion well, sure. Yeah. I think that the fact that it kind of sits on that one note mm-hmm. or more than three-quarters of the movie yeah, is is kind of what rubs me wrong about it. Mm-hmm. Like, there is kind of the initial setup of the movie where you're like, oh, yeah, babysitter, this kid, uh, he likes her, maybe she doesn't like him because she's much older than him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then it's like, oh, so- there's a home invasion. Oh, maybe they'll stick together. And then it's like, like you said, about 20 minutes in, it just kind of like settles into, oh, no, he's just a monster. Yeah. And it just kind of hangs out there for me. Like, I wish that we would have gotten to see him get his comeuppance. I wish that there would have been more moments that show that his orchestration of this entire thing was not flawless. Yeah. I think it's just kind of hanging out in that zone of this kid being really fucking shitty for so long. I had a hard time enjoying it. Okay. I mean, yeah. I
1: mean, yeah, I don't enjoy that. Who would, uh, yeah, nobody enjoys that. A monster, a down
0: punchable kid. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't think anybody enjoys that. I think the movie is is being confrontational. It's, It's asking you a lot of questions. Like, how do you deal with this? Like, how do you, like, this is a thing we're dealing with constantly in society. Like, how do we just keep watching it and not do anything about it?
0: Well, and I wonder, too, like, how the movie is trying to manage him being a, you know, incel piece of shit mm-hmm. and also mixing it up with like well he's a sociopath he can't help he was born fucked up he killed that kid's hamster he's a sociopath like uh, is it trying to justify I don't one think thing so. i don't think so i mean i don't think at any
1: point it tries to justify anything he does mm-hmm. like he just shows us over and over that he doesn't have a root cause for this like there's not something making him be this way there's just there's just the actions he, he performs. And, like, I, I think it's even more important that they don't provide an out with the parents. Like, that the parents are just shown as, like, normal, everyday kind of parents mm-hmm. who maybe have some little squabbles or whatever. They're going. No big deal. No big deal. It's normal stuff. They go out. They come back home. Like, there, there's no out for him. He is this thing that we can't. Account for we can't make excuses for it even we we just see it and know it's a monster and want it gone. Uh huh. Yeah, but, but then he uh, doesn't
0: get gone.
1: Then he doesn't get gone. That's a real villain. I mean, the the there there are the Freddy Krueger type of horror movies and there are the maniac type of horror movies. Sure, you can love Freddy Krueger killing children. And then also watch Joe Spinell spiral out into insanity, and just be like, "Oh, this is disgusting. I don't want to see this." Sure, Maniac's the better horror movie than any Nightmare on Elm Street movie because Nightmare on Elm Street's not actually scary; it's yeah. it's supposed to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. This tries to dance that line in some ways by trying. To bring in entertainment elements in some ways, but also showing you this real fucked up bit. And I can see how that's kind of a hard line to dance.
0: It it really is. It really, really is. Yeah. Because if you are trying to tell that tale of like these, you know, there are people among us that are monsters, like Maniac, you can go into that and go really deep and dark. I mean, even a movie like The Good Son is an example of like okay, let's take this subject matter seriously. There are innocent-looking kids that are fucking animals. mm mm-hmm. uh, I think the fact that this movie tries to kind of, like, toe the line of, like, oh, it's like a horror comedy, Christmas, hmm. blah, kind of like Home Alone, I think makes me take that statement less seriously and is also part of what makes me sort of take it as, like, a, a possible, like, celebration of... Right, because <laughs>
1: there's the nod toward... Movies that are supposed to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, with Home Alone, we're never supposed to be sitting there going like, man, this Kevin McAllister is a fucking animal.
1: Yeah, we're never supposed to question that. But that is the question here. <laughs> the yeah. question is, but like, that's
0: fucked up, right? Totally. <laughs> that's real fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Which I guess you could also, you know, with all the Home Alone references and influence in this, uh, you could also toss in media blame for kids behaving terribly. mm as part of that as well. And, yeah. you know, again, like going back to the mother blame, the woman blame, the me right. blame, it's like, how do these animals get created? And then at the end of the day, I mean, according to your reading, it's just like, oh, he's just a fucking shitty kid.
1: He yeah, sucked. He's, <laughs> he's really hot. bad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's just a thing, right? Like, I mean, I remember being a kid. I remember being in situations much like Garrett. Not, not like, let's kidnap a, a, you know, a a babysitter, but just like shit where you're like, no, this is wrong, and me going, no, this is wrong, and leaving. Yeah. There are kids that don't have that, and they grow into adults that don't have that. And then they become politicians. And then they become politicians and CEOs and billionaires and uh, take their money. That's what we do, because they're psychopaths, and they don't deserve it. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I I think you're right that the the movie is – it is dancing a, a line. It's trying something difficult. Um, It's never... It's never too celebratory, but never as... It never takes on the dark tone that it is portraying. Like, it's always kind of in this middle ground, which is, I kind of think, why it's perfect to set it on Christmas. Mm-hmm. And this is, again, this goes... To I think, getting an adult understanding of family Christmases, uh, specifically fucked up family Christmases, and realizing, oh, our Christmases always sucked because all the adults were arguing and we didn't even realize. Like, I think it's like trying to bring in all the reality and darkness of Christmas. While still showing it from a twelve-year-old's point of view, so giving us this sort of like sheen to it, this this Christmassy bit, that yeah, you're right. It, it's it's a delicate balance, and it's whether or not they succeed at it is tough. But it's also it's a swing, man. It's a
0: swing. Like it it's is. the type of thing I
1: like. I like a swing. I like people to go hard and be like, maybe we do something that's hard to categorize.
0: Yeah. And to me, it's just kind of like weird and maybe disturbing in, in a sense that so many of the reviews from like, you know, movie critics and stuff yeah. were just like, oh, it's like a raunchy and fun Christmas horror ride. Like, a lot of the reviews yeah. are like, impl- yeah, are like really, weird. really emphasizing yeah. the humor of the movie. And it's like, it's really not funny. No,
1: there's not anything like there's that. There's a few I laughed lines
0: at. up front that are kind of funny. Maybe uh, definitely some like, mm, questionably homophobic stuff. Yeah, and they're acting
1: like, 12-year-old boys, rich 12-year-old boys. I mean, boys. I'm even
0: talking about that scene where Virginia Madsen asks Putty, like, are you sure you never sucked a man's cock before? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's very, like, oh, yeah. No, that
1: that solidified for me, oh, these are conservative parents. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I think that was yeah. an important line because it was like, okay, they're, they're there, they get the babysitter, also they're conservative. They have yeah. guns. Uh, she She thinks literally any indication that he is not, Uh, the most boring person on the planet means he's gay sure like very conservative level of thought which kind of sets up uh, this type of kid you don't hear about a whole lot of hippie parents raising school shooters you know what you don't you do hear about a whole lot of parents who keep guns around because they think liberals are coming to take them having their kids take those guns to school and shooting people
0: it seems like that happened recently
1: Very recently. Maybe. In a very similar situation. It seems almost like the parents facilitated it.
0: Oh, you know what? When you put it in those words, (laughs) yes, it really,
1: really does. And that, you know, there is that element to this movie that we just don't know because I think the movie is doing a smart thing of presenting only this one night, only these particular hours. We can still question, are these parents shitty fucking parents who've created this shit child Mm -hmm. like have they done everything they can to try to help him, or as it it seems his mother has distanced herself from her her male child because she has this concept of men being men Mm -hmm. who aren't gay men ever yeah uh and then the dad is just kind of checked out could be like that—that's there. You could read that very easily. I—I I think the movie is trying to put the blame squarely on him, but I think there is still the outlet of also the parents suck. They—they they keep a gun in the house that they don't keep locked up. They got a twelve-year-old. Like not a good move. Not a good move. Yeah, yeah. In general, it is—it is, it is hard to read at times. Like what they're going for and yeah. exactly where we're supposed to land on it.
0: I mean, compare it to a movie like. We did talk about Kevin, for example. Yeah,
1: Holy which is shit. still extremely ambiguous. Go back and listen to our "and we need to talk about Kevin" episode. Good episode super ambiguous, but like, that's the point: is they're they're focusing specifically on who's to blame. Whereas here, the idea is like you choose, mm-hmm. like you you decide who's to blame. I mean, we very much know it's not Ashley. We know it's not the boyfriends, but then we got parents. We got Garrett. We got Luke. We got all these people who are facilitating all of this. And he's a 12 year old. Man, it's real hard to blame a 12 year old. Even when you see like monstrous things done by like 10 to 14 year olds, it's still like, man, that's a fucking kid. Yeah. Like they don't know any better. Yeah. But also,
0: this is a character that seems to know better. Seems, I mean, if he's that much of a fucking mastermind. Yeah. I just, you know, again, the, the problem that I have is that that message is being put out there in a world where, like, when there Brock. There are these types of people. Yeah, like, yeah. when Brock Turner got off, there were tons of people celebrating that, like, oh, my God, a promising young man wasn't robbed of his I've, future. Yay. I've
1: never seen more people celebrate a murderer than Kyle Warren now. Oh, my God. Oh, like my celebrate, God. celebrate his actions. Not
0: defend, but celebrate. celebrate. And I just want to put one thing out there about that. This is neither here nor there at all. Uh-huh. But I just feel like this is something that everyone should be asking themselves about that entire thing. Because I know that, I know that everybody is of an extreme opinion about his involvement, innocence, uh-huh. lack thereof, whatever. The one thing that I've not heard anybody talk about in that entire case. What the fuck kind of parent drives their kid armed into an active war zone and drops them off? I think. People, Why aren't we talking about? This? I think
1: people have talked about it, and what what we all tend to agree on is, yeah, that shouldn't that shouldn't have happened. Who would do that? Who would do that? Who would that? fucking do that? This is a situation a child shouldn't be in. No. Yeah.
0: What kind of fucking lunatic would drop their kid off? Uh, with a, a lunatic gun? who
1: wants to make a political statement.
0: Dude. Yeah. In an active zone where you know there is shit getting started. Yeah. What the fuck kind of parent would do that? A piece of just, shit. Just think about that. A piece of shit. You know? Yeah. Like, that's something I think that we should all be able to agree on, at least on that.
1: No, we don't, though, unfortunately. But we don't.
0: We don't. Yeah, exactly. No, we don't. Which, again, is- Who is... would stop the property crimes, Ben? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. The Those poor, innocent properties- <laughs> Oh, those poor windows <laughs> that got shattered. Oh, Ugh, no. They'll dude. never recover. I was protecting a parking lot. Fuck me, dude. Shit. So, you know, just knowing that, I-, I worry about some of the hands that this movie gets in. I mm-hmm. feel like such a fucking prude saying that, but it's like... It is prudish, I will agree. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> because yeah. there there are people that would watch this, and again, mm-hmm. you could say the same thing about Texas Chainsaw or anything like that, like sure. where people are going to root for the bad guy and be like, yeah, go, kid, grab that tit.
1: They are, I mean, but those people aren't, you can't change those people, so you can't order society around them. Like, you can't order art around them. You can't decide that those people get to limit your art. Sure. Right? Because, like, those people are going to exist no matter what. So, if you make a movie where none of that happens, they're still going to be fantasizing about it. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you make a movie where that happens, you're not to blame for their crazy fucking fantasies. Like, that's just, that's their shit. They're
0: weirdos.
1: Like, we've got a whole fucking planet full of weirdos. Sure. Just tons of them.
0: Well, and even detaching any sort of responsibility from, from the sure. art, as you're saying, which I completely understand. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason we should quit making fucking Doom games because right. some lunatic gets a gun and makes sure. bad decisions. Um. Uh, it's just not something that I want to see, <laughs> right? No, yeah, uh, at
1: the, uh, yeah. At that level, you are correct that this is a hard to watch movie because of it what's is. happening in it, and, and it's kind it's of packaged
0: not... as like a fun Christmas horror romp, and sure. it's like mm,
1: the introductory bit will give you the idea that's what you're gonna get. I, I, I mean, I don't think it, I don't think it even fully levels out to the no, 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 this is an unhinged Christmas horror until the paint can. Mm -hmm. Like, up to that point, it's like, oh, like, even the truth or dare bits, it's like, oh, these are uh, psychopathic children who don't understand the, like, results of their action. That's okay. Like, I could see how this could still turn out to something uh, where everyone's relatable, but...
0: Then that paint can hits and it, yeah. it fucking hits. And, man.
1: and the way he reacts, it's just like, oh no, yeah, there's no he's there's nothing there. He's a monster. Yeah. He's not someone we can care for. And I, I same do, for Garrett. I mean, yeah. Garrett, people I could see people making an excuse for Garrett. There's no excuse. Uh uh-uh, uh. No. I wouldn't be in that situation at twelve. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'd get the fuck, fuck no. out. No. No I wouldn't even have been involved. If he told me, Oh, we're gonna fake. Uh, we're gonna scare my my babysitter so she's attracted to me. I'd be like, she's not gonna be attracted to your twelve.
0: Maybe as dead. am yeah. I. <laughs> we're not
1: getting seventeen year old
0: chicks. Maybe focus on thirteen year olds. Yeah, like what is wrong with you? For real, yeah. But I will say, with the paint can and some of those kills, they did have some fun with those. As yeah. gruesome and fucking graphic and disturbing it as was it dope, is, though, like it it really does
1: because you. But you need to know Home Alone, and you need to have had that debate in your head, sure, for a while. You need to have been like, "Yeah, Kevin Callister killed those people. Like they, sure. he murdered, them. fucking did." Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that that has some comedic payoff, but it's also just too brutal to actually laugh at. Mm-hmm. That so it's just like, yeah, there's the payoff there, but it's also yeah, you're right. It, it never, it never, it never feels like the movie it presents itself as in the beginning, but that's that's its twist. That's its, like, pull you along and make you feel like you're safer than you are, mm-hmm. and then now you're not safe, and now you feel gross. Yeah. Which, better than most movies that fit into this sort of category, I'd say. Well, like, any, any movie where sexual assault is the central premise, it's real hard. Yeah. And, and, and this one... Like, and,
0: and I will give it the credit that like the, you know, the moment that it kind of dips into that where they play truth or dare and like yeah. he dares him to like grab her boob. Yeah. It, it doesn't, it doesn't show anything. It doesn't make it. No, it does in a good way. job of making it like, like, ugh.
1: almost ugh. scientific experimental where he's like touching it. Like, yeah, it's he's like, like, Oh,
0: I see what the fuss is about here. Yeah. Yeah. So at least it doesn't go into that area of just like, the same way that I feel like this might be celebrating woman blame and incel behavior, sure. it at least doesn't go as far as to celebrate sexual assault. Right, which then I it think... It draws a line somewhere in there.
1: I think that's where it's drawing the line and in, in not celebrating those other two things. It's saying, like, right here, this is the moment where we could be ambiguous to incels, where we could be, like all right, but he did touch her boob. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you could show the moment of him, like, actually touching her boob and stuff. And yeah. that is then the the more encouraging to these types of people sort of thing. And the fact that you don't show that is, like, good restraint. It's a good way of saying, like, uh, like, this is bad. Mm-hmm. This is not a good thing. We're showing her face. We're showing the reaction she has to this. Nobody and, likes this. And nobody yeah. likes this. Yeah, sure.
0: I think some of the other bits with violence and kills are pretty cool. Like, I like when that guy gets the, like, pencil through the face. Uh-huh, yeah. Then he, yeah. like, blows the smoke through it later. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. And then,
1: like, uh, <laughs> when the dude get when he gets hit with the baseball bat and then he steals the bat from the kid, <laughs> that was probably the closest you get to a catharsis moment, yeah. right? Other than the flip-off. Like, because, again, you don't know what's going to happen with the flip-off, but that moment you're like... Fuck yeah, this kid's about to get it. But then again, just like anybody bigger than a kid would do, you restrain yourself, right? You're just like, ah, this kid's mixed up. You don't just immediately start bashing his fucking head in with a baseball bat. Mm -hmm. Because it's a twelve like that that is the insidious element to this is that it is a child. Sure. It is a child and nobody involved ever sees
0: him as a threat. Yeah, this monster mastermind yeah. that he is. But he
1: keeps being a huge threat. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah,
0: w- which is again how we end up in the situations that we do is like with that recent school shooting where right. you just undersell, undersell, undersell. It's just a kid. It's just a kid. It's just a kid. Yeah. Kids do fucking horrendous shit. They really do. They really, really do horrible shit. Yeah. You know. So I guess you could also say that that could be sort of putting that potential for disaster in the spotlight, where it's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, people are going easy on him because he's an innocent kid yeah. no he's not though
1: he's not and when do, when is the time when is the time you recognize this is not an innocent kid like yeah. when is your moment like there's n- no better preview palace we could have done and when <laughs> is the moment you punch the kid yeah <laughs> when is the moment save you, the cat punch the kid yeah like <laughs> that this movie brings that real complicated moment out where it's like all of us ha not all of us, but most of us have that block in our head where it's like, This is a child like even if you're annoyed by children, it's like whatever this kid does is gonna be stupid because it's a kid. They they do stupid shit. The reaction shouldn't be beat the fuck out of them. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it should be. Maybe it should be. But how the fuck would you know that? Right, right. You'd never be able to put yourself in that perfect mindset where you know like when the moment is that you need to take a kid down, and that I mean, like, think about all of our fucking teachers out there. Every teacher Woof. in a school right now has to think about that. Sure. They have to be like, when is the moment? Yeah, yeah. When is too far? When do I have to step in? Sure. I, and that sucks. Oh yeah. Yeah, like you're like you're saying, this is not a fun watch. I think it's a super effective movie though. Sure. When it's bringing up those real complicated. That make you issues. feel feelings. It will make you feel feelings.
0: Feel some feelings in there. Well, a man. lot
1: of rage, I think, is what I felt. Including the time. fact
0: that this kid won't fucking have mushrooms on pizza, which are like, <laughs> come green. on, dude. Mushrooms Mushroom, are yeah. the topping. Yeah. Although, I will say, I have recently become, and you'll be proud of me here. Okay, I'm excited. Banana pepper me as much as you oh, want. Oh, fuck some. yeah. Yeah, I love them, banana that's a banana pepper. That's a gateway pickles. what that is. It is, is.
1: yeah. The gateway pickle, right there, because it's a real light pickle.
0: It's getting good to me, is it's what it is. You, and right? then it's baked too, so yeah. it kind of That takes that away vinegar. some of that vinegary. Dude, a banana pepper and a pineapple? Yeah. Or a banana pepper and a pepperoni? Yeah. Oh, my dawn! <laughs> Sign me the fuck up, man. Manja Bafangu! <laughs> I'm here for that, man. This kid do not want to eat a mushroom. Why wouldn't he do that?
1: I, I think that is the Freudian bit. I mean, because yeah. there's really no other reason for it. I think it's it looks like penises, and he eliminates every penis between him and a woman. That's like him and mom. Thing.
0: Yeah, him and mom. He it, hates dad. Like it seems that way. Yeah. Like that was a problem that I had with this movie, is that there was this whole like dramatic buildup of like, oh, I'll order pizza. Says the babysitter. Gets distracted. Mm-hmm. Doesn't order pizza. Suddenly a pizza guy is at the door. Yeah. Also, he made this huge emphasis on like whatever you want, just no mushrooms. Right. Then this pizza guy is at the door. He brings a pizza that has mushrooms on it, and he very carefully is, like, picking them off. I was going, like, "Uh, wait, so what? Like, I mean, clearly, you know, yeah. the pizza guy was a plant. Mm-hmm. Were they drugging her with mushrooms? But then they, they, they weren't. They don't. Yeah.
1: No, yeah, I think that is it. I think, like, because he kills absolutely every man that gets in between him and her. Yeah. He kills both of the boyfriends, and he doesn't turn on Garrett until Garrett, gets close to her um and i think it is he just hates men but his rage is being pointed at women like
0: and he's taking it out on mushrooms
1: i think that's true of a lot of young men is that they they hate the way other men act Mm -hmm. and they want this connection with women but they also don't they don't understand that their hatred of other men's actions has more to do with their hatred of people, and less to do with anything else. Like they, they are nihilistic. They hate people in general. They hate the women they want to get, yeah. just as much as they hate the men that they think are in their way. They just are filled with hate. They want destruction, and that—that's him. He doesn't—he doesn't see until the end. That it's not possessing the woman he wants, it's killing the woman yeah, he wants. Destroying destroying. Yeah. He wants destruction. He wants full on killing. And he wants to then be able to crawl back into the womb. It seems and be that safe. way.
0: Yeah. Cause even at the end there, like the thing that sets him off that makes him stab the object of his affection is yeah. she's like, I know why your mom doesn't hold you anymore. Yep. And she won't tell him. Yeah. And that's and enough to where he's like, I'll fucking kill it's you. It's that
1: lack of communication. I think there's like an in, indication there that his mom not only has stopped holding him, but has stopped communicating with him in the same way she used to. And that might be this like conservative woman idea of he needs to be a man mm-hmm. type of thing. So she's separated from him and now he's got this like full on hatred of humanity because he doesn't feel a connection. She was the only connection he had and now he just doesn't have that. Yeah. At all. Yeah. So there I mean there there there's a setup of why he is the way he is, but it's also just like he sucks. He's really the worst. It's like watching Henry. It's why like watching Maniac. It's mm-hmm. just like this is sick. This is yeah. disgusting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's almost like the Christmassy tone and like the use of Christmas music and all this mm-hmm. happy upbeat fun stuff. Just makes the tone strange for me. Yeah, like it is. It's a little weird. If this was just a full out like nihilistic, like super fucking bleak thing, like, like maniac, mm-hmm. or like we need to talk about Kevin, right? Where it's like this kid's a monster. We need to take these kind of topics seriously. Yeah, it would probably make me view the movie differently. But okay. the fact that it kind of relishes in the havoc and destruction that this kid is causing. Yeah, which again, I can say the same thing of Home Alone. I realize. Sure. Yeah. But he's also not sexually assaulting anybody in that. Good point. You know, he's defending himself in very sadistic ways. This kid is not defending himself from anything. He is causing entropy. And um, I don't know. I think it's that celebratory kind of nature of the movie that kind of turns me off. Okay. I don't know. It's not badly. I think you know. It's not badly made. It's not like like it. Looks, I think it's well it looks made. Great, <laughs>
1: yeah. I would say well made. Yeah. yeah, it
0: looks very good. I think the edits and stuff in here are pretty dang good, mm-hmm. especially for a filmmaker. That this is only his what second, second movie?
1: movie. Yeah, he's got a movie called Undocumented, which is about a a film crew following uh, some immigrants trying to cross the border and getting caught and tortured. So I'm Ooh. interested in seeing where that is too. Guy but likes I feel bad like, situations. Yeah, I feel also <laughs> like. That, that probably leaves a bad taste in your mouth as well. Probably. Yeah.
0: Hmm. I don't know. Do you have
1: any other topics you want to talk about about this flick here? No, I think we could get to rating it. I mean, I think we've really exhausted. Because it's a simple movie. Like, we, we've We talked about the more complex nature of it, but it's a pretty simple, straightforward, like, action consequence
0: about type of movie hour 40 ish yeah around so? an
1: hour 40 it's not hard to watch uh, you got a mid credit scene to be sure to stick around for if it, by this point you're you've listened all the way through hmm, uh, should i watch it or yeah, not I don't, I don't know uh but yeah it, it's um i i think you're right it's not fun to watch i think that's effective filmmaking but that doesn't always mean fun uh in this case definitely not fun yeah um it's not a fun movie to watch it probably has more meaning behind it than both christmas evil and silent night deadly night mm-hmm. uh both of those really i'd say they're kind of weak on their freudian philosophy they kind of set out that way which is pretty clear of like most 70s and early 80s horror movies is that freudian philosophy was a bit a big element but like this one kind of follows it all the way through without too much exposition and without needing uh, a big shocking scene at the beginning like both of those have uh but it also as you said like it um it's more home alone than maniac but it's too much maniac to be fun sure uh so that yeah i I also did not have necessarily any fun watching this but i i do think it's a i think it's well constructed i think it's well written specifically and very well acted by the child actors uh so in in that case it you know it's got to be on for me a similar level to as i'd say maniac or or henry portrait of a serial killer where it's no fun to watch but it's also like real effective at what it's trying to do sure so i'd say i i give this like a seven Word. Yeah, I think okay. I think it's uh, a good holiday horror movie that I don't know that I will regularly go to.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I, I can't imagine, e- even if you gave it a rating such as you did, of being like, oh, I have a free night during Christmas yeah, time. Yeah, I'm not going to put on Better Watch Out. But Gremlins is too, going on before Grimlin's Better Watch Out, for sure. Yeah. And <laughs> then also, too, it's like, you're not going to watch this any other time during the year nope. because no. it's a Christmas movie. Yep, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Uh, I, it's I, one I, to show to people. It's one... Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like, hey,
1: you haven't seen this. Let's watch this. Now don't, let's talk about it. And don't get any ideas from it.
0: Yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get any ideas. Explain to me who you think the good guy was, and that will determine the nature of our relationship. <laughs> Patrick from Warburton. He's the good guy. He's buddy. He kind of is the good guy in this, I guess. You know, he's not a bad guy. He's not a bad guy. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just... You know, usually when it comes to rating stuff, I just go off of the enjoyability factor. Yeah. Where there there are movies that are like pieces of garbage, like the that Wraith, you would give a 10. Yeah, that I give a 10 to. Yeah. That, uh, this
1: is good. I glad, I'm glad you're setting this up that your ratings are based more on your enjoyability. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: completely. Uh because why else watch a movie if not for entertainment? No, I agree with you.
1: Listen, there there's no I the fact that there are people out there that try to criticize movies Uh, completely objectively is the most ridiculous inhuman shit i can comprehend like i uh, like oh you don't like saw but it's real effective at making me feel gross so that's a 10 no it's not a 10 (laughs) i don't like it for me because it sucks so there you go you can call it a 10 but i don't call it a 10 because i don't give a shit about reviewing a movie objectively yeah it's about my enjoyment and about what I got out of
0: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially in this day and age, and again, with, you know, I wish I could say with recent events. No, it's events that happen. <laughs> you just all can the continue events. Yeah. <laughs> it makes it hard for me to enjoy a movie where, like, yeah, yeah a shitty, snobby, incel, piece of shit kid mm-hmm. gets to wreak a bunch of havoc and then uh, essentially get away with Maybe, it at the end yeah. of the movie.
1: And, yeah, there's no, like, direct comeuppance at the end of the movie yeah yep.
0: i i do not wish to see this movie gotcha. i do not wish to see this story mm. like if i want this story i'll fucking watch the news <laughs> and it's like Ugh. oh yep that happened again yeah that thing that we said would not happen again oh it happened again
1: you know what? actually you saying that made me realize like maybe that is some of the element to this is that the news spins these white rich kid killers all the time. Sure. Like the way that the pictures they show is usually like a nice picture of them on a jet ski oh, or something. Or a Christmas
0: sweater with a button up shirt. Whereas if a black
1: kid gets killed, they show like the worst oh possible my it's hood picture. Up, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So maybe maybe
1: that's some of the element that they were going for. But again,
0: about enjoyability. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But do you all want to watch that story? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. There's plenty of that that's in the headlines that's yep. real. And uh yeah, I, it's just not fun for me to watch, yeah, you I know? Gotcha. Especially with the somewhat cloudy message of just like, "Oh, he got away with it. Oh, fun. Wee, it's a fun Christmas romp." That kind of rubs me the wrong way. I just don't Jason really have Bordies much. Always gets away with it.
1: He does do that, mm-hmm.
0: but you know what? He's killing them whoring teenagers. Okay. You know. <laughs> I'm just saying he ain't oh, always yeah. Wait wrong. Wait a second. a broken clock is wrong is twice the, a day, Steve. Is the
1: fact that she's a virgin the the, the sole factor for you? Like, <laughs> if she had had sex, you'd be like, "No,
0: this is fine." I mean, she's just a she's just a common prostitute at that point. Just oh, a no. common tramp. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. No. No. <laughs> now, for me, this is one of those. I'll, I'll give credit to you for it um, having some good performances by the kid yeah. actors that are all very effective. Whether you love them or mostly hate them. Yeah, there's, I mean, two of them are
1: supposed to be hateful. Totally. Or hateable. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, but in terms of just enjoyability, you factor in with that, like, it's like two and a half for me. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Cold. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm punching down on this motherfucker. Okay. I'm taking this whole movie. I'm fucking knuckle gripping, <laughs> brass knuckle down punching it. I just have no reason to watch this. Okay. other than do to do a podcast about which i've already done yeah it's like mission accomplished so now never again
1: never again
2: leave and never come back again
0: kind of like what Gollum said
1: we're gonna have to watch the children at some point i kind of want to know where yeah i know i know we've i've mentioned it i think probably every christmas that we've had a podcast and we we haven't done it and I kind of want to know your thoughts oh, okay. on it, so All we're right. maybe maybe hold off for a year. We'll watch it next year.
0: Yeah, we'll find out. It's very that.
1: much a Christmas horror,
0: and it's there's some
1: ambiguity. some weird
0: ambiguity to okay. it that I want to. Yeah, well, maybe I'll find out about it. Mm-hmm. Let you know about it. But uh, what you guys are going to be finding out next week is that Return of the King is a ten.
1: Yeah, that's like spoilers. Yeah, what what are we gonna do? Call the first two a 10 and then come to the third one and be like,
0: 9. like 8. a 6 six. <laughs> uh, didn't really stick the dismount. They f- totally stuck uh, all six dismounts. All of them. I'd take <laughs> fucking eight of them, dude.
1: I would. I'd watch every single moment again and again and again, and I have. So, I love yeah. It. Return of the King.
0: Just in case this is your first episode of the show, uh, yes, we realize Return of the King is not a horror movie. Wait, it's not? I There's know. it's got some fucking ghost bad in it. stuff in it. has got Haints and Boogers. Haints and Boogers. It's got monsters yeah. being monstrous in it, doesn't it? Yeah, but yeah, it's not... Whatever. Lots of kills. Dude, it's got a bigger kill count than fucking any of the movies we've done all year. It's
1: true. Way more kills. Huge kill count. Maybe it's a horror movie. Listen, three of our top 15 episodes are non-horror movies. I get it. I... I'm just saying, maybe we're a movie podcast that does horror movies most of the time. Most of the time, we do.
0: I think, honestly, what we are is a bullshitting podcast Uh, that does movies some of the times which are usually horror. Yeah, usually. That's more like But a
1: lot of the time we're talking about beating up children or like pro wrestling. Fuckable ghosts or whatever, (laughs) you know. Stuff like that. That's
0: why you guys tune in anyway. Uh, we've had a tradition going for the past, uh, going on three years now, of doing a Lord of the Rings movie at Christmas yeah. because mm-hmm. we fucking adore these movies. Yeah, absolutely. And Christmas is the perfect time to watch my Oh, them, I yeah. Think. Yep. And we are at the conclusion of the Holy Trilogy <sighs> next week. I'm so excited. I'm excited
1: and nervous. I honestly, know, right?
0: Because like we
1: did a four-plus-hour episode last year
0: on, the two, on towers. two Towers.
1: Over Skype over skype and i like in my mind i'm like how do we match that i don't know honestly i don't know know. and how do we get out of this with me driving home after
0: because i'm gonna be drunk oh man yeah after that two towers episode i was me too i I was hurting i remember going across the street to like pick up some food at a restaurant yeah i had to like wait a little while and like Almost being at the point of throwing up while I was just oh, waiting no. on my food to come out. It was it was hard. I got to take this shit home directly after and, and edit, it. edit it and <laughs> yeah, post it too. So
1: Good probably luck. won't be a lot of edits. <laughs> no matter what happens, <laughs>
0: might be a little dead air in there.
1: No, nah, I doubt. That. I'll get the dead air, but anything else, if you hear us, I don't know, coughing, burping, whatever. That's just deal with it.
0: Yeah, honestly, we're such fucking idiots that there's never really down air on this there's not like dead time yeah we always cut episodes. that we, <laughs> we just kind of roll it. through everything yeah so damn it'll probably be fine It'll turn out fine yeah it's gonna be great you know what it's gonna be good <laughs> so be sure to tune in next time for our return of the king it's a 10 yeah episode it's our christmas gift to you guys uh rate and review the show on apple Podcasts. so the only place that podcast reviews matters yep. helps us out a ton i've seen a couple new ones pop up on there and they give me delight send an email to spotify
1: and tell them how good we are i don't know if that will do anything
0: dear spotify they're good
1: (laughs) oh we'll give them a penny if they get a million downloads
0: that'd be great that'd be great Uh, you guys can also help us out by supporting us on patreon yeah patreon.com forward slash
1: dead and lovely head on over there become a patron on any level you get the patreon exclusive episodes of tv test pilots uh become a patron on a $5 level, you get to submit a movie and uh, please if you're a $5 patron right now, I've I've posted for submissions, get them get them up there so we can figure out what get we're doing. Up, get them up. After um uh, Return of the King and fucking yeah, $5 uh you submit a movie in the smoking bowl, we pull from the smoking bowl, we remove, view that movie at the end of the month. Woo. It's a fun time. There you go. Also we got Fanuary coming up. We do. Fanuary's going to be fun. We're uh we're gonna be having a guest who is a fan that's right we're gonna be doing an episode my wife suggested she's a fan look but we're out. also gonna be having a vote and doing a regular patreon drawing so
0: all fan driven stuff
1: I listen if you want chopping mall to happen it's gonna be in the vote please vote for it if you want
0: it if you want it
1: I know you yeah, do if, I know I know most people seem to want it and I'm fine with covering it might as well. I Gotta know get it you done. You want it. You All want right. that Chopping oh. mall.
0: Those oh. are the original lyrics, and they were better. I Blurred know you want choppy Mall. That was like, a hit. That was that, a hit How song. did that not come out in 1965? It seems like it should have, and everyone would have thought it was normal. Then been like, "Wow, that was bad."
1: You know, sometimes when a woman's like, "No, I don't want to have sex with you," and then you're he, like, yeah. "But I do want to have sex so, with you," yeah. and it's like, "What?"
0: The lines are blurred. Oh, it's very
1: blurred here. Oh, so crazy. So that's what the song is about, and it's a hit. And then he got sued. Yeah, and I'm it's not mad and, about and that. you want to celebrate that he got sued. But also then you see the, the suit and it's like, yeah, that song, that's not the same song. That He didn't steal really, that from Marvin no, Gaye. No. I apologize. Pray. I know.
0: I'm mixed about it because I'm like, cool, it meant that song got destroyed and taken off. Cool, yeah. good. But it's really not, not like the same that Marvin <laughs> Gaye song at all. Like, at all. But I'm glad y'all lost money. <laughs> also, you can't you can't copyright a beat you You really can't i mean otherwise like every death metal drummer would be in trouble like every death metal drummer that does a blast beat and goes it's like you'd have to pay royalties to fucking sir vincent blast (laughs) beat come on i was really hoping you could tell
1: me who invented the
0: blast beat sir vincent blast beat
1: that's the one he just got home from safari i assume yeah I've like, been down in South
0: America looking for jewels. <laughs> Julius, hold my pith helmet <laughs> while I attempt to play this drum trap set. <laughs> Sounds <was> great. <laughs> but then it was actually, it turns out that it was the the ramifications of the old school malaria medicine they had oh given no. him for a Safari. <laughs> They're causing spasms on my body, Julius. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <the> <laughs> <malarial>. <laughs> my body is blast beating. <laughs> (laughs) And then Julius was like, I shall found black metal. Julius
1: couldn't speak. All he could say was. Actually,
0: you know what? Sir Vincent, he was blast beating and then the vomits occurred. So he was like. And then Julius got that wax cylinder out. He was like, everybody's got to hear this. Yep. And they were like, (laughs) the recording quality should stay (laughs) at this level. Yep. It's true and (laughs) grim and cult when Julius unleashed the wax cylinder (laughs) upon Sir Vincent Blasby, recovering from his safari and the convulsions and vomiting of his malaria medication. This is the true story of blackmail.
2: This is recorded on a wax
0: cylinder. (laughs) Julius. Julius. Behind the music. Yeah, that's
1: it. That's the original behind the music
0: of black metal and the yes. invention of the blast beat there you go glad you stuck around for the end episode for that right that's what for you real. fucking need to know about yeah <laughs> the dumbest
1: shit we could think of yeah, yeah. saved it for last this is great save the best for last
0: great well be sure to tune in next week for some um for sure fucking tomfoolery, oh my and gosh.
1: buffoonery
0: tom man. is gonna be here fooling it up
1: bombadil Tom Bombadil will be
0: here, (gasps) being like, "I'm unnecessary for this story. (laughs) I am intriguing, but not all that important." (toss) 23 (laughs) skadoof. Tom until becomes a black metal drummer. Black beat drummer. Okay. Why not, man? I can see that. Maybe we play a game next week where Uh (laughs) every time we mention Grand, we have to take a shot. Fuck yes. I'll never leave. I'll be passed out on that couch. (laughs) I'll be liquefied, man. It'll be bad. So, yeah, tune in next week. That's not going to be any good.
1: Nope. It'll be bad.
0: It'll be so bad that's good. Yeah, it'll be awesome. Yeah. Be a good time. I've been <laughs> Uncle Ben. Hollywood Steve. We're out. Bye. Ah. So white underwear. Okay. Does it basically just function the exact same way and for the same reasons as like putting a clean piece of cardboard under your car? Okay. Just checking
1: for leaks? Just, yeah, just find out. Like, am I wiping good enough? Is that the only reason it exists? I think so.
0: Why would anyone do this to themselves?
1: I literally can't imagine why anyone of any gender would ever want white underwear. No. There's no reason for
0: it. Uh Uh-uh. No. Cover that shit up. Yeah. Get just some dark underwear. Get dark underwear. <laughs> You're welcome. Dead and lovely. Yeah, that's a dead and lovely message. Signing out. <laughs> Walking around with
1: shit-stained underwear. Weirdos. Every old man you see, every old man you see, yeah, has a shit-stain on his body. On some white drawers. On some white drawers. Not just cool. at Walmart. Uh-uh. He's just at Walmart looking at fishing lures. Yeah. Shit-stain. Probably. Probably. Maybe people. he wipes. Maybe. He knows. Well. My brother-in-law, Emily did my laundry when I was, like, just dating her. Uh-huh. She would do my laundry because I would forget and just have a big pile of laundry, and she'd just be like, I'm just going to do your laundry. Uh, She was talking to my brother-in-law, and he was like... <laughs> a lot of poop stains i bet and she was like no he doesn't (laughs) doesn't have poop stains on his underwear and her brother was like human her brother was like oh he's hiding them he's hiding them (laughs) what
0: how do you hide them
1: like he he seriously just assumes everybody's got shit stains on their underwear
0: Somebody needs to work on some technique i think i
1: think so yeah Yeah. (laughs)